Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. It is the 2nd of May, 2015. Lovely, lovely. Woo! Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello to everybody. Hello, hello to everybody. Hi. Hi, hello. Hi, everybody. Yes, hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Uh, Dodger, <laughs> I don't know what's ha what the hell happened to your room. This is not usual, and I don't like change, so you want to explain that? No, it is not usual. I, uh, I am in a office that is not at my home anymore. Ah. Uh, so this is my this is this is the break in. I I did a little stream before this, and now we're doing this. I'm breaking in the room, and I'm loving it so far. Have uh, completely bare bookshelves behind me, aside from all my foxes. I brought all, all my little baby foxes. <laughs> that's all that's there so far. Well, I'm glad you got but, your priorities in order. Yeah, absolutely. I brought all my foxes and all my board games here. <laughs> that's like all I've done so far. Good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Jesse's not here this week. I, don't, I actually don't know where he is. He's out somewhere. He flew out a couple of nights ago. I'm not sure where he is. I don't keep track. He flew to a place. Yep. All I know is he's like, hey, I'm on a trip. I'm not going to be on the podcast this week. I'm like, all right, then. <laughs> not much you I can mean, really he was, do. I mean, he was going to be here if it was on Tuesday. Yes. It's not his fault that it wasn't on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. It also wasn't my fault that Time Warner decided to shut down my internet for the entire day for seemingly no good fucking reasons. So that was fun. Yeah. And that was two hours after I found out they're going to be upgrading everybody because Google Fiber is coming in this general direction. I have a feeling oh. that when Google Fiber actually arrives, I will not be sticking with Time Warner. But, oh, you know, what? Yes, we'll see. I probably Shocking. shouldn't say that because they'll probably nuke my freaking internet connection again. I don't know. I, I certainly do not know. Apparently, no. Crendor's either muted or is deliberately trolling people. Yeah, you're muted, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> He's muted. Crendor's <laughs> muted. <laughs> I can never tell with him. Maybe is it a USB mic? Did it disconnect? Is it unplugged? <laughs> no, that's an EV20. It's exact same mic as I'm using. And it's, I don't know how to explain that. All right, Crando, you might want to fix that because whatever you did, we sound checked. Did you, did you click the little microphone on Skype by accident? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> We we sound checked five minutes before the show and everything was totally fine. And somehow in the five minutes between that and us going live, he managed to break it. So well done. All right, Crando. Well, you've got to fix that. In the meantime, it gives us two opportunities. Firstly, what I'm going to do is welcome our guest to the show. And secondly, we're going to spend a couple of minutes talking about our sponsor Crunchyroll for this episode because they give us money to do so. But first... I will introduce to you a, a wonderful content creator indeed. He goes by the name of Gopher. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, especially yeah. considering all of the stuff that's been going on lately. I couldn't really think of a more appropriate guest. And of course, we'll be talking a lot about the modding thing a little bit later on. But for those who do not... Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah! Congratulations. Yes, we can. Wonderful. For those who Nailed do it. not know who you are, Mr. Gopher, why don't you tell us a little bit about your channel or what you do? Uh, well, my channel is obviously a gaming channel, but it started out as a modding channel, a channel mm -hmm. to help people mod their games, uh, because I create mods. I create mods for Fallout 3, New Vegas, and Skyrim, and I just started making tutorials. Uh, now I do a lot of other things, but I still think of myself as the tutorial guy for modding, cool. basically. Fantastic. That's good to know. We don't have that many people that... I, that's not real. It is a thing that happens on YouTube, but I keep stumbling across channels that claim to be modding channels, and they clearly aren't. And then I stumble across channels which claim not to be modding channels, and they clearly are. I think there's one called Popular MMOs, and all it does is Skyrim mods. 
And I'm like, you what? <laughs> it's... <laughs> and then right. there's then there's someone's like, hey, I'm a modding channel, and all they do is like vanilla Minecraft. I I don't know. I I think there's some elaborate joke that's been put on that I don't understand. It could be that. I don't know. Well, I'm just um, a channel for Bethesda games, basically. So that's well, they are thing. one of the most mod friendly publishers yeah. around right now. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, the, the, the chat the, is saying that your voice is delicious. So, okay, well, thank so you very much. <laughs> Beautiful. They're wanting that's to know really where, obviously, the accent is British, but they're wanting to know exactly which region it's coming from. Oh, well, come on, TB. Take a, take a stab. Come I was on. never any good at that. Like, for one thing, <laughs> I'm from Newcastle and I don't have a Geordie accent. So, no. I, I figured you were northeast, though. I figured you, you were northeast. You got that, yeah. There's the bit yeah. of a twang there. I lost. I had a Geordie accent before I went to university in Leicester, and as anyone that's lived in Leicester for more than five minutes knows, it's basically the multicultural melting pot of the Midlands. So, yeah. I mean, this is where this is a place where whites are literally the minority because there are so many different people there. So there's like five thousand different accents. So I picked up a bit of every one of them, and now I sound like this. As to where you're from, oh god. Uh, well, it's not. No, it's not. I don't think you're from the northeast. Nope. I don't think specifically. I think you're kind of more Midlands. This. Um, nope. You're not a scouser. <laughs> I don't think you're a scouser. See, you're 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 flailing around and I am. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> originally a Mancunian. I'm from uh, Manchester. Uh, all but, right. Okay. That's what but I was gonna guess. I of course spent you were. nine years in Liverpool, so I have. So there is a bit of scouse scouts. there. It's, there I, is a bit of scouse. Yeah. It's, I did get a what little is, bit of that. What does Scouse mean? Scouser <laughs> is short for <laughs> someone from, from Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. We have Why name... Why don't you just call them like Hooligans or something? Yeah. It just is. Hooligans. <laughs> we just call them hooligans, personally, but... <laughs> oh, oh right. getting it on. Oh, hi, man. Hi. So, have a bit of a scrap. The I, I don't know what it is, but a lot, a lot of towns in the UK have specific... Uh, names, for instance, um, if you're from Sunderland, uh, the name is Mackham. You call them Mackham. Yeah. Uh, those from Newcastle are called Geordies. Liverpool are called Scousers. There's obviously Mancurians. Brummies is Brummies kind of makes right. sense. Brummies from Birmingham, so that kind of yeah. you know that sounds okay. does it, like. Does anybody know where these names came from, or have they just been around for so long? They've been around for so long straight. that we all forgot. Like, <laughs> there, yeah. there's got to. I'm gonna find that out. I want to know. I'm gonna Google Scouser. And find out exactly. Yeah, I'm super curious. I want to know because that doesn't <laughs> don't see like a yeah. connection there at all. Yeah, I mean, scout well, scout trying to find a word for that would rhyme in a football song. You know, and just made something up. Wow. <laughs> I was gonna ask if like maybe rhyming slang had to do with some of them. At this least. actually is way more interesting than all of that. The word scouse is a shortened form of the word lobscouse, which is derived from the Norwegian lapskus, Swedish yeah. lapskouse. There you go. Yeah. Hang on, don't you live... Uh, you mentioned something about I Norway. I live in Norway. You live in, Norway. live in Norway. Yeah, yes. you now live in Norway. <laughs> so that's very interesting. And then the Danish labskovs, and a word for a meat stew commonly eaten by sailors. In the 19th century, poorer people in Liverpool, Birkenhead, Bootle, and Wallasey commonly ate scouse as it was a cheap dish. Outsiders tended to call these people scousers. There you go. Wow. Yeah, we still eat lapscouse here. We still eat it here. It sounds scouse. delicious, frankly. That's like, um, I just found out that corned beef and cabbage is like not an actual Irish dish. Not it's at an all. American Irish Absolutely dish. Absolutely not. Because it's something that <laughs> yeah. like the Irish ate when they came here because, again, because of like the cheap materials for the food. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, corned beef in the UK is completely different to corned beef in America. It's a completely different yeah. thing. Corned beef in the UK is is almost like spam. Like it's a kind of processed meat. Really? Yeah. That's so it, weird. Like they actually have it in tins often. It's actually really nice. Like you can you can make a really nice sandwich or a really nice hash with it. Yeah. But it's completely different to corned beef hmm. in in America. I'm not really sure why it's there's that differentiation, but there is. That's weird. Yeah, it is a bit strange. It's a bit, right. I see. Now I'm curious as to where the others came from. Like, yeah, let's look them up. Yeah. All right, let's look them up. Welcome to the history podcast. <laughs> this, this is the eti- the the, the etymology podcast. Right Today here. we're sponsored by the entire country. Indeed. <laughs> so Geordies, right? I want to know where that one came from. What's the etymology of Geordie? Um. Okay. Well, this is actually there's rival theories about this apparently, and it goes all the way back to mm-hmm. 1745 and the Jacobite Rebellion. The number of rival <laughs> theories explain how the term came about. Though all accept that it derives from a familiar diminutive form of the name George, a very common name among pitmen, coal miners in the northeast of England, which is what the northeast was known for before Thatcher fucked us all over. We used we were miners, most of us. So a lot of us came from like old poor pit towns. One explanation is it was established during the Jacobite Rebellion of 1745. The Jacobites declared the natives in Newcastle were staunch supporters of the Hanoverian kings, particularly of George II. So, you know, the name George during the 1745 Rebellion. So, interesting. Yeah, so apparently, like, if you were supportive of that, it was, um, you were called a Geordie. But there was another explanation. Apparently, local miners used Geordie brand safety lamps in the mines, designed by George Stevenson. (laughs) Lo- known locally as Geordie the engine right, so they adopted the term Geordie from the Stevenson lamp. Interesting. So we're not sure which one it we was. We actually have no fucking idea. That's interesting. Yeah, there's, but yeah, there a lot of. I mean, America doesn't do it quite as much, do they? When it comes to naming people yeah. from certain cities, like with a kind of, not as, it's like um, not as much history. Well, I guess there's yeah, not as much culture backing it up, but, yeah. but I know that like. uh if I remember right, names like Redneck. Redneck came from Scottish immigrants, I believe, that would wear uh, red like, scarves. Red yeah. scarves, yeah. yeah. But now, like, like it's it's just a term for like backwoodsy people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like it has it has an implication of, you know, being sort of illiterate and. Well, yeah, it's because it was like sunburn, because like they're like work like always outside and working. There was so you, there was sunburned. that idea as well. Like I, again, I'm pr- pretty sure there was a conflict there too in with the etymology for it. Right. Yeah. There was definitely the co- the coal miners in in 1912. The origin of redneck meaning a union man or striker was mm-hmm. um, a th- common theory. Um, the whole red scarf thing was also uh, something with that. But that's even less known, apparently. Like, the, where the origin of redneck is apparently even less known than the origin of some of these other words. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. But yeah. yeah. Al- almost every town in England, like any town that's like at least a reasonable size, usually has a name for the people there that's kind of a slang term. I wonder if, like, there there might have been terms like that that just died off really quickly, maybe because the country's so big. Possibly. Like yeah, because I mean, a lot of people really, like, oh, like, he's a Floridian, common. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, one, that sounds like you're part of an ancient Roman sect, <laughs> and secondly, like, that's not a particularly original name, I suppose, you know, Bostonian, New Yorker, Texan. yeah, you're not even yeah. trying, yeah. basically, you're, you're lazy, <laughs> that's the problem, you know, we got yeah. all sorts of interesting words. We got so now you're picking fight with the Americans. 
I've been picking a fight with the Americans for a Everyone. long time. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's, it's the womb, man. It's, it's, it's just fun. Yeah, now you live here, though. I do. I well, I, I've invaded. <laughs> this is a very, very slow invasion. You haven't noticed. Oh, this yet. is the long game. You're playing the long Indeed, game. Indeed, right I'm playing the long con right here. <laughs> <laughs> you'll realize eventually. You'll realize. Mm. All right. Well, we'll talk a little, a couple of minutes about anime, uh, mostly to sate Dodger's desire, and secondly, because of course we're being sponsored by Crunchyroll this week, which is fantastic. We're very thankful for that because they give us lots of money, and they're also a pretty good service. I've been watching just a little bit more Log Horizon. I haven't had too much chance to. I'm still digging it. I'm digging Log Horizon more than uh, Sword Art, which rapidly. Log Horizon opinion. is so much better than Sword Art. So, so, well, Sword Art was a bait and switch. That's the problem with Sword Art. I, when I got into Sword Art initially, I thought, oh, it's a it's an anime about a, a MMORPG made real, and then actually it turned out to be a fucking romance. I'm like, god damn it! Uh, but Log Horizon is a, a, a romance that slowly also turned into a harem. Yes. <laughs> I don't want any of this. Yeah, it got yeah. a little bit weird. but and, and then Log Horizon's like, no, this is actually an anime about a, a video game turned real or whatever. There's so much uh, There's so much cool political stuff going on in Log Horizon. That's yeah. like, that's there's what I There's like philosophical really... ideas as well. Like, I'm just kind of getting to the part where they're like, well, what about NPCs? Do NPCs yeah. know they're alive? And, you know, how do we treat them yeah. and stuff like that? I know they I know that they took away the stakes really early on because in, in Sword Art Online, when someone dies, they die in the real world. But that's not the case in Log Horizon. At least I don't maybe it changes later on. But initially it's like, oh, so there's no stakes then. But actually that There's like there's some really cool stuff that that slowly gets revealed about yeah. that. About like just kind of what the what being in the game for a long time does to you. Yeah, it's oh, so cool. I love it. It is, it is neat. I like it. I, I'm slowly making my way through it. I'm not watching a huge amount of it right now, mostly because of my wrestling obsession. But I, I do like a little bit of it. Uh, Gopher, are you much of a, a much of a person that watches anime or has watched anime in the past? Uh, no, and I'm kind of known for being very, very confused by the entire genre. <laughs> you can join me on that one. I'm, I'm, this, I'm, I'm one of those guys that watches, like, maybe has watched a handful in my lifetime that I've liked, and then everything yeah. else just kind of, like, I'm just really, I don't know what's going on right. or why things are done the way. I mean, when Dodger started telling me about Food Wars, the series where <laughs> someone is a chef that's so good that people's <laughs> so clothes excited. explode people's off them when up. they... <laughs> So when he eat, when they eat his food, I'm like, Japan, what are you doing? Yeah, it's a, it's like, he used to make hentai, and I was like, I'm gonna make something a little more serious. A little <laughs> more serious, little okay, more serious. right. My made, first, uh, my first um, experience of anime, I'm afraid, was a game called Hatterful Boyfriend. Ah, Dodger uh, loves which that I one. live streamed, uh -huh. and it ended up involving alcohol because you, yes, I, you, I'm assuming not. Did you get to the to like the story after you've romanced all the birds? I I couldn't it's quite. So good. Go no, for it. I, I don't no. blame you I the slightest no. for not getting that far. <laughs> She's obsessed with it. Not only has she played and yeah. beaten every storyline in there, but she also played like there was another one. Uh, what was it? Holiday yeah, Star or whatever it was called, which is like a pseudo sequel. Star. Yeah. Apparently, bird dating no, sim I, pretty I damn popular. Get the hang of it. Because it's not, because in the end, it's not about that, man. It's like, there's so much different shit going on. It's so good. It's so well written. But it's like, it's one of those things where unless you really stick with it, you don't, you don't get the reward of like, oh, did you, were you not wanting to play a game about dating birds? Here's a murder mystery instead. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> so good. 
I would love it if they turned that into an anime. Get on it. I would Japan. wonder how they do it because the the weird thing about that game is they half the time they show you the bird and then they half the time they show you the the anime like boy or well, whatever. You can you can click a box at the beginning and say I only want to see birds. <laughs> if that's like your shit, if that's your jam, if you only want birds. <laughs> it's it's an it's an odd thing. It's a very odd I've thing. I've never played that game because you- I like it got really popular and I just didn't care anymore. No, I I understand that for sure. I feel like pretty much every game that's been and I'm I'm part of the problem here, right? You are, abso- you are I'm the, the problem. problem. <laughs> Damn it. Like um whenever somebody just builds up a show, a game, anything too much for me, I'm like, well, that was disappointing. Birdman. Birdman was disappointing to me because so many people oh, were like people hyped the hell out of it. Stupid. I actually yeah, di- I dived into Birdman without really knowing anything about it and i enjoyed it immensely as a result yeah, all i knew I, is it was I acclaimed it. but yeah I, I i definitely am in a similar situation but i have a legendarily bad taste in movies did i mention that last uh, was it last week no because we didn't have a show then that i went to see unfriended and i had a blast watching that that movie is astonishingly stupid and i loved every second of it it's an entire movie yeah. of a skype window it's basically the co-optional podcast but a ghost is murdering people for some reason. Yes. Oh my god, let's that recreate it. That great. <laughs> Someone put up a great little uh, a comic, because uh, part of it is like the, the ghost starts playing a game with people, which is basically like it's a Never Have I Ever game where they get... Because the ghost is turning everyone against each other and getting them to admit all the horrible things they've done. And uh, this comic is like, I want to play a game. It's like, but we're all on max. And then it shows the ending <laughs> credits. <laughs> I'm like, yes, this appeals to my sensibilities and bias. <laughs> oh, I have yeah. an anime question. Okay, yes. and then, so, we'll, then we'll get into the games we've been playing this week. Because I, I know someone. the Dodger and Gopher are itching to talk about Witcher 3. So let's, uh, <laughs> come on, anime question. Let's hear I'm it. I'm someone who doesn't watch a lot of anime. Join the club. And, so, <laughs> and yeah. so I've seen only a few animes, but they're like the mainstream ones. Like, I saw Attack on Titan, and I saw I like Parasite, and I saw... Like a few episodes of Tokyo Ghoul, right? Like the ones everybody <laughs> yeah. knows. And then, like, I would ask people, like, what animes do you see? And I'd say those, they're like, those are good animes. And I'm oh. like, what? Oh, well, then I'm like, fuck. No, fuck, fuck you. Look, not you, Krender. Fuck, <laughs> fuck all of you out go. there who have ever, like, <laughs> who ever looked a friend in the eye and said, that thing you like is bad. Sure, it's bad to you. It's not bad to them. You don't get to decide that it's bad overall. Like, that's shitty. I hate that so much. Like, whenever somebody's like, hey, what's your favorite game? And you're like, oh, I, I really like Chrono Trigger. That's my favorite game. And they're like, that game's bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that, that is, it's, it's a such a schoolyard attitude, isn't it? It's like, stop liking really things silly. that I don't like. I'm like... Yeah, that's so. It's a, it's a power it's trip, like, I think. It's, it's offensive, it's, like, and I'm not, I'm not offended by that much. But one of the things I really find offensive is like where someone deliberately goes out of their way on an ego trip to try and invalidate what somebody else likes. It's like mm-hmm. as if there's some objective standard that they could say, no, that's objectively bad. It's like I will watch bad movies and I'll have fun watching bad movies, and I don't yeah. care what anyone thinks about the bad movie. I, you know? I do also feel like, speaking of it being sort of a schoolyard thing. 
I, I do feel like that's that's something that happens when you get a little older where you're like, you know what? I actually don't give a shit what you yeah, think you stop about a thing that I like. Yeah. But when you're when you're younger, you know, you have that that thirst for to camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. And just look, if you're somebody with a thirst for camaraderie and you get your feelings hurt when somebody's like that anime's bad. Just slap them. No, don't do that. Don't. Like, no, <laughs> that's bad advice. Don't. Don't in any way do just that. Slap everybody. Slap I think it's like an school. elitist attitude of like, it yes, is. I used to watch that back when I first started watching anime. Oh, it's, it's a legitimately hipster thing, yet. isn't it? It's like, I watched this before yeah. it was cool kind of thing. I, yeah. But yeah, I think when you get to this age, and uh, not not to rub it in, but Gopher's actually older than, uh, than all of us, so he's probably Thanks. just... Not by much, not by much. And I've said it, you uh, probably look a hell of a lot better than I do. Just saying. I look like I'm 57. My hair's falling out in all the wrong places. Is, Terrible. is that according to a How Old app? I haven't tried that. Oh, yeah. I actually have no idea what the How Old app is. Everything I tried for Jesse put him at like 45. Do, what what do you do with that? Do you just like put a photo in? Can I put the podcast in. in right now? If you, yeah. wait, if you take a photo of yourself with a shirt that has a face on it... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. I'm, I'm, take, uh, I'm just, I'm just okay, taking I'm a screenshot of the window. Alright, let's... I think it's howold.net? It's uh, howold.net. Howold. It's all rage with the kids. Oh my today. god, I just, I just did the most OAP move there is. I literally googled howold.net all spelled out. Like, <laughs> I'm now a grandmother. That's who I am. <laughs> Use your own photo. Okay, I... I can't believe I just oh, did that. Like, can you help me with the internets? I, the internet isn't need, working I, I properly, yeah. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Uh, all right, I'm 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 loading in the photo of all of us on the podcast right now, including Gopher's logo. So Excellent. I'm very curious. Good. Oh. All right, here we go. All right, I'm 44, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dodger is 24. Mm-hmm. Fredor right. is 27. And Gopher is uh, some sort of hell demon, apparently. So there you go. Excellent. Which is really what you want. Very accurate. Something like that. Absolutely. I'm, quite... I can't find a photograph of myself to put in this thing, so I've got no idea. Oh, my. Maybe, maybe you're not even a real person. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're, just you're, a you're, maybe you are the computer. Well, I don't. I haven't quite grasped this whole new fandangle social media Instagram thing. I have don't. never taken a selfie in my life. Oh, that's fine. Damn kids and their selfies. About as narcissistic as it gets. Let's be honest. No, selfies are rad. <laughs> selfies are your way to say to the world, "Here's how I look right now." Whether it's gross or good looking, <laughs> I love it. Like selfies are twenty-four-year-olds like, don't get a+. it. A plus. Yeah, no, these twenty-four-year-olds. The one thing it. I love is the the term narcissistic. For those who got those little things that they put the phone on so they can hold them. <laughs> the, yeah, the the term for them is a narcissistic, and I thought that was really clever. Oh, okay. I love it. Right. It is yes. funny. Absolutely lovely. That's I've always the, wondered if perfect. those would be good for vlogging, but I feel Have like you seen the new one. Be real weird. The new one. This new one. one. This the, the new it's, stick. It's, it's the shape of an arm and. The, the the phone sits at the end of the arm, so it looks like you're shaking someone's hand when you selfie yourself. No, stop. <laughs> I, saw a, I saw a picture of it. I can't remember where. Yeah. You, you, it looks like you've got a friend taking the photograph and shaking your hand at the same time. That is <laughs> delusional. Uh, people are like, oh, it's called the selfie stick. No, no, no. It's called the narcissistic, and that's how it's going to be called, whether you like it or not. Trust me. 
If you own one of those, you own a narcissistic. That simple. I don't own one yet. I hope that you never will. <laughs> no one wants to see pictures of my ugly mug, so I, I keep it away. Like I, I consider myself doing myself a real like humanitarian service there by not taking selfies. It's probably for the best. All right. Let's talk about Witcher 3, because both Dodger and Gopher, I believe you're actually at an event in Poland, correct? Yeah, yeah, we oh, both yeah. went. Yeah. So you got to play it. All right, Gopher, so let's let's hear what you have to say about this, because the NDA is now up in it. I believe you can't spoil story elements, but no one's going to want you to do that anyway. not spoil story at all, right. but yeah. we can talk about our experience playing the game. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. So let's uh, let's hear what your impressions of that game so far. This is a lot of hype behind it, so let's, uh, let's hear what you had to say. How long did you play it for? Um, I played... I'd say six or seven hours, um, and it was mostly in the prelude area, I guess. Okay. Probably about five hours of it. So I did get to see a little bit of the world beyond, but not as much as I probably should have. I was a bit uncoordinated because this is the first time I've ever done anything like that. Sure. But what I, you know, even the prelude area uh, is massive. The 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 area before you, before you kill your first main thing which i'm not sure we, i think we can actually talk about the the first hunting quest can't we because that's actually on the gameplay they released is it okay yeah i think so well, well i'm right. not well, responsible just... for it so go ahead <laughs> yeah okay well anyway there is a creature that you're hunting in and it's and it's in this one area and i stayed in that area for, for most of the time but i mean the game feels really open that was the that's the mm -hmm. thing that hit me the most was not not only could you just keep going places there were no there were no loading screens no you didn't go into a cave and get a loading screen you went into the cave if you went into an inn to talk to people buy things you just opened the door and walked in and you just kept doing that and suddenly you realized you'd just not seen a loading screen at all since you Impressive. started the game it was amazing yeah. And I mean, for me, that was the, that was the thing that hit me the most. I mean, the game looks great; it plays great compared to the other Witcher games. It plays great. Just the ability to jump and jump over things, jump over fences and stuff is. And I know it sounds daft, but if you play The Witcher One, it was one of the most frustrating things ever. Yeah. You, know, you, come, you come across a little barrier that was maybe three inches tall, and you had to go all the way around. So <laughs> this game just this game feels good. So. Did you play Dragon Age Inquisition? Um, I played it a little bit uh, at the very, very start, but only sort of the, uh, the what you call the tutorial part, because I was really annoyed with the mouse issues. Oh, yes. They, they, On launch, they were terrible. Yeah. And I've, I keep meaning to go back to it, but then I picked up The Witcher, and I'm sort of I'm storming through Witcher now. And I'm glad I did, actually, because I'm really loving that series. Oh, it's a good one, yeah. I think a lot of people with the first game have issues getting over the combat system, which is, like, a little bit rhythm-based. So yeah. some people complained about that. I, I like the combat system of the second game. A lot of people didn't. I thought it was great. I like the amount of preparation on the harder difficulty levels that you had to put in. It's like, hey, I'm going to prep a potion, here we've got to put a trap here and a trap there, and then we're going to fight here. That, that felt good to me. What's the combat like in The Witcher 3? How does it feel? For me, it felt great, uh, although... I was having to use a controller, and I am a PC gamer through and through, and <laughs> me and controllers, the only game I've ever played with a controller successfully was Mark of the Ninja, which just seemed to work better for me. Mm -hmm. But all other 3D games, 
I, I've tried with controller and I sometimes take video footage with controllers because it's smoother, but so, you know, it was a little difficult for me. So I had to drop the difficulty to like the, the normal difficulty rather than hard, but it was tough. It did require sort of, it required quite a lot of work. You needed to do uh, dodging, which was really nice, by the way. Uh, in, in my video, I did too much rolling and people were sort of saying, is, is that how you dodge? No, that, that was just me sucking at the game. You, you dodge and you parry and you repost and there's loads of very cool little things. But it does, again, require a lot of preparation. You, you can't just run in there sword swinging and expect to, to win. You're going to get destroyed, even, oh by, yeah, even by the weak things. That's good. I'm glad they didn't. I was a little afraid that they would potentially take a lot of that away because they're looking for a simultaneous next-gen console release with this. And there's always a risk when that happens. And in fact, I would say that Inquisition suffered from this because it was less of a PC game like Origins was and it was more of a console game that you got more console-style combat. You had a limit on the number of abilities you could have on the hotbar because there's only a limited number of buttons on the controller, which I found hugely frustrating. Whereas, and you, you, they took out all of the ability to program your characters with the different, uh, different, almost like a scripting language they had in the first game, where you could say, hey, uh, under this situation, this character does this, and so on and so forth. I love yeah. that. But they took that out of Inquisition. Now, when it comes to the open world, and Dodger, I'd love to uh, hear what you have to think about this as well. Some people didn't like Inquisition's open world because they felt like there wasn't a lot there like it felt really empty like how, how uh, what's the term i want to use how engaged did you feel in the open world was it a lot of running across fields and having nothing happen what was going on um well like i played probably 10 hours of the game i think they gave us up to 12 hours total that we okay. could play the game if we wanted mm -hmm. um and i mostly just like went really ham on the story. I got really invested. I completely focused on it. A couple of people were saying that I was one of the people who was furthest in the story out of so, everybody. So you didn't, you weren't doing side quests. You were focusing on the main. I story. was. I I did start doing side quests. One of the cool things about the side quests, um, which also makes it difficult to talk about, is that the side quests directly affect how the main quest will end up. Because you meet people in the side quests that if you meet them, they'll get involved in the main story and things like that. So there are so many different ways that everything can branch out and combine, um, which I think we've, we talked a lot when Inquisition came out about how the side quests, like, they, they felt important because they helped the Inquisition, but at the same time, they were still just, like, dumb fetch quests, right? Uh, whereas... There's a decent number of side quests in Witcher, and we've like barely scratched the surface that directly affect how the main story goes. Um, in terms of like walking around and being in the world, uh, they do a really good job of encouraging you to explore, not only because if you're the sort of person like me who wants to gather all the things, on the mini map, there's like, there are little leaf marks for all of the different plants that you can collect and then turn into potions and things. So even though you had Roach, you had your horse and you could, you know, ride back and forth. And then eventually once you found places, you can fast travel. I 
I didn't want to fast travel. And even when I was riding Roach, I was like, oh, I'm going too fast. I'm missing things. So like a lot of times I was just walking and then there were lots of things to discover. There were people you would find, you know, like small groups of people in the middle of the woods and they'd be like, hey, can you help us with a thing? Like you can decide yes or no. A lot of times if you say no, though, uh, I found that you couldn't go back. Like if you were like, no, I don't want to do that for you. They'd be like, oh, OK. And then you you like that was it. <laughs> um, so but yeah, I uh, I I was encouraged with the way that the game is set up. I was definitely encouraged to like really explore a lot. And uh, and e- even as somebody who was going a little a little a little too fast and loose on on the main quest to the point where I definitely got to a point where they were like you're just you can't beat this thing like you're too underleveled you cannot yeah. beat this thing and I was like dang it <laughs> but the, uh, game, the game definitely punishes you if you if you rush too yeah. far forward it will hurt you it really yeah but it, it did force me uh I actually I kind of enjoyed the the controller which I didn't expect um I, I actually really liked using it, and it it forced me to very quickly figure out the combat because I'm normally not very good with combat that's pretty complex, and the Witcher combat is complex for sure. But there's definitely like right off the bat, you start meeting people who, if you're not blocking and you know trying to parry and and casting, like you're screwed. You're super screwed yeah. because you're almost always outnumbered. <laughs> Like if you if you try to start shit with a group of people, they're like, okay, then we're all gonna come for you at once. And yeah. You're like, oh no. And there's so. no group style. Like in Witcher One, you had this group style thing, which allowed you to sort of just hit and everybody within yeah, it was like AOE sword reach. spinning crap, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. None yeah. of that. None. You don't like get Witcher any of two. that. Nope. You have to, yeah, just like Gopher was saying, you have to really think about um, what you're doing, isolate people, or try to uh, like be willing to get the hell out of there if you can't win you know it's it's interesting um yeah but i felt like i felt like it was really rewarding walking around and and engaging with the world felt really rewarding and <clears throat> in the map even though it is open world in the map it's set up kind of like zones the way that uh inquisition was but with inquisition it was actual zones right whereas with witcher they just they kind of break it up for your for your own brain <laughs> but yeah. you yeah. can you can just like walk to all of those places if you want yeah, to it's not like in inquisition some people said oh well it's not an open world game because inquisition is zones that you kind of warp to on a world map well i mean i, f- I kind of disagree with that uh, you know the nature of open world in particular is to have a large map that you can wander around in a non-linear fashion and just kind of stumble across side quests and have a bunch yeah. of collectibles and things like that but witcher 3 is true open world right everything is connected together I think there's one exception. I think, I can't confirm this, but I believe there is a loading screen for Skelliger. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I think that's the one. Go on. Yeah, it's hard for us to know because there's there's an area that they just kind of like put us in so that we could see a different environment. It it may also be the preview build that they just haven't connected that zone to anything yet. So well, it's a it's an island, right? Go for it. It is, and I think you have to. Yeah, you have to take a ship. So it's part of a quest, and I think it's it's more of a cutscene because it's you can sail in this game. You can bloody well sail, and it's incredible to watch. I didn't get to try it, but I saw the guy next to me was was doing it, and it was incredible. But I I didn't do any sailing either. Yeah, and I don't think you can actually sail to Skellige. I I can't 
say for sure, but you definitely have to go through a quest and get some money and pay a captain to take you. But I believe that's the only area in the game where there is sort of a, a forced tran- a forced loading screen, I suppose you would call it. Right. Yeah. In, in a, it's a cutscene. So everything else, as far as I know, you can literally just start riding and never stop, apart from when you hit the edge of the map. Sure. It's still not bad, though. Like, only a few loading screens for the entire game. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's so negligible. Like, I, I never I'll noticed I'll take that anything. over fucking Bloodborne. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I'm loading screens that, that just not never try. end. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they patched it, and it's like, we fixed the loading screen problem. It's like, no, you just cut every death's loading screen from 45 seconds to 30 seconds. That's still pretty fucking bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's well. I mean, it's sounding pretty good. I I don't know of anyone that came from that from that event in Poland without a positive impression. Was there anything that stuck out to you as maybe being a potential problem? Uh... I I have to tell you, they've got all of the ingredients right. All of the ingredients. The the, the big question is going to be if this is a two hundred hour game. Have they managed to tie it together so that it keeps you engaged for 200 hours? I mean, if it's that big a quest, if if it takes that much time to finish everything, have they done it in such a way that works? Because all of the individual ingredients look brilliant. The open world, the way it plays, the quest, the acting. I mean, the voice acting was the really good The voice acting is one. amazing. Yeah. Compared like, to Witcher 1 before yeah. the enhanced edition, that's a pretty big leap. I mean, that was the biggest problem, I think, with the original oh, Witcher. Yeah. Before they put the enhanced edition in, the voice acting was terrible. Well, even the enhanced edition's pretty bad. I mean, yeah, it's not get... great, is it? But this, I mean, you they've got some top voice actors in this. Include, I mean, the Emperor, Charles Dance, uh, Tywin Lannister. He's the, uh, he's the emperor. He's awesome. He should he really be in is. every fantasy video game that has some sort <laughs> yeah. of grim streak to it. Oh, and they would be just so beautifully ironic because he like fucking hates video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, I don't know why you guys are playing this, but here's my beautiful voice. <laughs> We're like, yeah. more, more. <laughs> we appreciate it. You know, just yeah. Jesse said, he talked about that and he said that Charles Dance's wife like was addicted to World of Warcraft and that's why they got divorced and that's why he hates video games. Oh. That's that's a decent enough reason. <laughs> I'll give him that. Yeah. No, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, poor guy. It's just like it's ruined all of them. They're all I'm going to be frank, like someone of that age, I'm not going to begrudge them for not getting video games or whatever. Oh, no. That's like yeah. that's not. totally understandable. You know, it's it's fine. I'm sure when I get to that age, there'll be something that I don't fucking get. In fact, there's See, already things to that find I don't out get. How old he is. That's yeah, a great question. Yeah, I was just curious about that. It's got to be at least in his 60s, right? Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. How do you spell uh, his last yeah. name? It's it's 1946. He was born, so there Holy you go. Shit. Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that makes him almost wow. almost yeah, 70. Yeah. Oh, he's he's an OBE okay. as well. Yeah, this guy is a fucking uh, talented individual. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at his film resume. It's ridiculous. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh wow, he's oh, in. Man. This is this is incredible. He is starring in the film version of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Which is coming out in 2016. Oh my god, are they making a movie? <laughs> yep, they make it. Yep, so Lily James excited. plays Elizabeth Bellet, uh, Bennett, Sam Riley plays Mr. Darcy. Oh yes, my. More. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Matt Smith, aka Doctor Who, plays yeah. Mr. Collins. Uh, oh, okay. Yes, I'm so excited. Uh, 
I don't know who Charles Dance plays. All it says is that Charles Dance is in the movie. So, I guess Charles Dance got to eat, right? <laughs> I don't know. That movie might be great, honestly. It could be. Yeah. Oh, Charles be. Dance goes a long way to making things a lot better. I mean, he even made Last Action Hero bearable. That's a fair point. Know. Yeah. It's a, it's a similar... It's the Morgan Freeman effect. Although Morgan Freeman was not able to save certain movies. He does a pretty good job of saving a lot of bad movies, though. You've got to admit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So oh, yeah. overall impressions of Witcher Three is pretty looking pretty good, right? Positive, yeah. Yeah. Um, very, there, very. Oh, what I something I will say: when you play this game, there are going to be times where Geralt's hair is blowing in the wind, and you're going to say to yourself, "But I'm inside." And <laughs> I asked them about that. I was like, "Why is my hair blowing in the wind at times when I don't think it makes sense?" And they were like, "Well." There are some places that don't have a roof. Like if you look up, there's no roof um, on purpose, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then there are, there are lots of houses that you walk into that don't have windows because the person wouldn't, wouldn't have had windows. So <laughs> every now and then you might be thinking to yourself, my hair is blowing in the wind for no reason. But if you look around, you'll realize there is a reason. It's just a bit of a draft, is what yeah. it is. Draft yeah. simulator. It's it's, it's just because he's so gorgeous, you need to have the hair blowing in the wind at all times. Yep. Always. And hair is a big issue in this game. They they yeah. do actually have hair NVIDIA hair physics if you want to enable it. It will kill your performance. I think you're probably gonna need like Is it NVIDIA hair physics or is it Tress effects? It's it says NVIDIA hair. I wasn't um, even aware so they had hair physics. Apparently, they do now. Right. Hair the, the 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 hair without it looks great anyway. But if you turn it on, especially on things like the horse or the Griffin Trophy, it looks insanely good. And I mean insanely cool. good. But it will kill your performance, even on a nine eighty. Like, yeah. Yeah. But the hair looks great. Yeah. All right. Time to get a couple of tight nexes. Let's get some hair physics going on here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If yes. Jesse were here, he would bring up a few things that he mentioned on our show. Uh, okay. Number uh -huh. one is that Dodgers stole coins from him at the Witcher no, Three event. No, that's not <laughs> All right. true. Rebuttal. We were at, a, we were at, a, we were at a, a Witcher event that they put together that was amazing. Mm -hmm. They like set up. Yeah. They set up like a little medieval village, and we got to play games and stuff, and it was fantastic. We had hot mead, and it was delicious. Everything was a plus. One thing was that in the corner they had all of the Witcher merchandise. And they said, if you play games or do activities in the little village, then you get coins. And I did not bring a jacket. It was quite windy. And so they said, well, you're just going to have to win a jacket. It was taking a little too long to win all the coins for a jacket. So I stole coins from the blacksmith, um, which they said was <laughs> super totally legit because in Witcher you can steal shit. So they were like, whatever. But Jesse this caught me. This is some weird cross of an RP so role-playing event thing with... Actual <laughs> marketing. I don't know yeah. what's going on here. It's very strange. It was awesome. So, uh, well, at least yeah, there were Je no strippers. Jesse saw me do it, and he was like, "Look, you're gonna need to give me one of those coins." And I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> Bribe, so uh, blackmail. Okay. Uh, right, that does one, sound one final, legit. one final question. I think before we move on to a different game, uh, in the twelve hours or so that you played, uh, the chat wants to know: Was there any butt touching going on? Did that happen? Uh, I definitely. Well, I CD I saw, Project Red or in game? I saw. I don't care what happens in Poland stays in Poland, <laughs> but but for the for the actual game itself, did you get to romance quote unquote anything? Uh, I did. I did not have an opportunity to do that at all. But but I did see some butts and I did see some boobies. 
Were there so, le- were there revolutionary dong physics like Order eighteen eighty six? There were there were no dongles. I <laughs> no asked dong them physics. About it. Okay. Yeah. And I'm afraid I, I saw nothing like that at all. I just ran off and tried to kill things. I'm afraid that's uh, how dare you do such a thing. I know. There's I know. a there's a luxurious bath scene with 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 boobies that I got to hang out for. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. Within, within the first and and both of us, uh, both Gopher and I, like didn't even get very far in the game at all. Like literally scratched yeah. the surface. So. Mm. But no dong Nvidia physics. Boob physics. No dongs. Well, no dongs. Gotta write it down now. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Yeah. No dickles. Nvidia dong FX. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, don't give them suggestions. No, well, no, the, no. the dongs also blow in the wind, just <laughs> like the hair. You know, it's like there's no roof, so the dongs are blowing in the wind. They're just they're just flying free as they should. What's that one game with the super boot? Dead or alive? Dead or alive? They'll probably, yes. Uh, they'll probably have the Nvidia boob physics. That'll be the first oh, game. So. Really Somebody will technology. mod it. Yeah. Guarantee <laughs> someone's going to mod it for Witcher Three. Both boobs <laughs> and schlongs. We had it in Skyrim. We had schlongs of Skyrim. So you know, <laughs> of we'll get it for the Witcher. Yes. Can you fight with your your schlong? I I'm actually I think you you it was working. You get to call <laughs> it your erect. silver sword, right? It it actually it went erect, so possibly you could actually attack people with it. I have no idea. I didn't actually try that mod. Disappointing. Uh, sorry. Fundamentally <laughs> disappointing. Sorry, it's just wasn't on my radar. Jesus Christ. Okay. It was on my radar. I just flew right around. It. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it coming and you Ooh, gave it a wide berth. Not doing yeah. that. All right. <laughs> you know, the guy did a good job on the mod, but each to his it's own. It's like from an know. objective standpoint, really good schlong mod, but I just don't want to play with it. Oh, yeah. From, from a technical point of view, I was very impressed. Oh, God. Okay, the immaturity has begun. It's, I'm surprised you took us this long, frankly, but there you, you don't go. want to play with your schlong, TB. You don't want to play with the dongles? <laughs> You're not allowed to use the term dongle anymore because apparently it's horribly sexist, so I'm afraid you can't do Why? it. Why? Uh, reasons. Okay. I can't okay. even, uh. basically. What okay. about dickle? Can I say dickle? Because yes, it's happening. I think so. Dickle, dickle, dickle. That, that sounds reasonable. It'll you don't want to play with your dickles? There you go. That sounds reasonable. That's the Someone's po- offended, so it is. <laughs> well, it's the politically correct version now. We can't call them dongles Dickle-less? anymore, so we're calling them dickles. <laughs> yep. I declare it on this show as the prince of political correctness. Right, yes. It is now Obviously. referred to as a dickle. Mm, good. Okay. Yep. So someone I still make- call them todgers, so. Todger! You're John know. Thomas, I'm, is what it is. Am I, am I old? Todger? Yeah, that sounds Todger. a little too close to my yeah. alias. Well, hey, hey, you know, <laughs> well it's a it's a bit of an older term that one, but yeah, Todger, your Todger is is your dick. Yeah. Uh, or your John Thomas. That's the polite in polite company you refer to it as your John Thomas for short. Indeed. Where did the term Todger? Oh God! Etymology, <laughs> etymology of, of, of Todger. Willy words. How genitals <laughs> got their names is the side I'm on now. All right, come on. <clears throat> we want to know where did Todger come from? <laughs> uh, oh, it didn't. Oh. Uh, uh, it doesn't say on here. I think it oh, just well, like that's disappointing. What is the etymology of Todger? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, they're talking about relativity spikes, whether or not people are actually using the term. <laughs> this is more in depth than I nobody, expected. Yeah, nobody wants uh British slang. Uh, this. 
Originated from Northern England. Of course it did. Yeah. Uh, origin is unknown, but the first quote in record is T. Thorne Bloomsbury. Of course. <laughs> the, the famous yeah, poet. The famous hobbit. He said, Tadger, <laughs> Tadger, a vulgarism of unknown origin. He used Tadger as an alternate modern version. I don't understand what I'm reading. There we go. So we have no idea. The mysterious Todger is lost Nobody in the mists of time. Even, even Mr. Bloomsbury didn't know. <laughs> let's face it. People invent new words for for Todger. For your dick all the time. Literally every minute, right? Yes. There's a new word pops up for it all the time. Indeed. Yep. We invented one on the show, Dickle. There you go. There you yeah. go. Bet no one's used that before. Todger. <laughs> I've not heard that word in a long time. It's not. It's not a common piece of slang in North Carolina. There's a website called the Top Ten English Words with a Shameful Past. <laughs> shameful gonna... Past. Oh, yep, all right. <laughs> oh my, shameful display, shameful display. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the games we've been playing this week, and then we'll get into this mod thing, as we haven't Yay. talked enough about that apparently. So we're <laughs> going to talk more about it. In the meantime, a word from our sponsor. We have a brand new Crunchyroll ad. So let's see if you can spot the hidden guest. That is, yes, we have a hidden guest in this. It's a bit difficult to spot, but if you can spot it, then you will win uh, a free 30-day trial to Crunchyroll. There you go. Wonderful. All right, here we go. So this is a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back after the break, folks. You are listening to and possibly watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Do not go anywhere. Hmm, let me see. Sushi and go-go. Japan Buffet. Crunchyroll? One of these things is not like the other. Well, I'm ordering from Crunchyroll. It sounds delicious. Oh, it is. Just not in the way that you think. Crunchyroll is a service where you can stream all the anime you want in HD for one low price. Well, this isn't going to sate my hunger at all. Yeah, but you know what will? Food Wars! This comical anime was created when a former hentai artist decided to make a story about food. Food so good, it makes the customer's clothes fly off. You're only succeeding in making me even hungrier. Hungry for high-quality anime, no doubt. How about Gintama, a long-running series that makes fun of pop culture and anime in general? It's about a bunch of samurai dealing with an alien invasion. Look, honestly, all I wanted was some chicken teriyaki. Well, what about Nisekoi? It's a harem anime about a guy with a locket who's looking for the girl who has the key, but spoiler, like every girl on the show has a key for some goddamn reason. Dodger, there's this manic look in your eyes and it's freaking me out. Please, just let me order dinner. Dinner? Who needs food when you can have an all-you-can-eat buffet of anime? Crunchyroll is a destination for the most authentic anime experience you can find outside of Japan. They offer the largest, most diverse collection of anime series straight from the source. You can sign up and try out Crunchyroll Premium for 30 days free at crunchyroll.com slash totalbiscuit. If I sign up, will you stop blocking the door and, I don't know, let me find a sandwich or something? Oh, TB, you're so tsundere. What is that? Can I eat it? Crunchyroll. Get all the anime you could ever want with over 25,000 episodes available to stream in 1080p on almost any device. Sign up for your 30-day free premium trial at crunchyroll.com slash totalbiscuit. Please just do what she says. She won't let me leave. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. What are you waving around? I'm shaking up my drink. Damn, it's one of those coffee. What's a drink? Coffee, mid- Jiggers. Is this some new thing that the kids are doing that I don't fully understand? 
Yeah, it is. Drinking, getting drinking. drunk and drinking. Drink, drink. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> I don't think any of these are real words. <laughs> I'm glad Crater and I went for the same song. Yeah. It's like the man, first thing that popped in my head. I need to get my painkillers and take a few more because this is getting annoying. <laughs> the only way I could tolerate you people. All right, games that we've been playing this week. Well, we did do a co-optional lounge last night, for those who do not know. The VOD is available yeah. on my channel. It will be available on Crendors and Strippins, I believe. It's rendering on... right now. Yeah, depending wow. on whose perspective you would like. Um, we do apologize for not being the world's best tabletop simulator users. <laughs> Apparently someone got really angry about that. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. Look, TB... I know you know this, Someone... but I just gotta, I gotta reinforce it. No matter what we do, there's at Someone's least one guy. Complain. There's at least one there's guy who's that like... Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you are either. Oh yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, it's like, like from, You are not uh, doing this efficiently and it this. bothers me. And I'm like, I don't care. Uh, you calculated it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you people, I don't care. You could have gotten lethal uh, fractions earlier. <laughs> we, we were talking about that earlier, wasn't it? It was like, um... I, 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 I before I uploaded my last Hearthstone video where I went four and zero, oh, I knew there'd be complaints about it. It's like I have a hundred percent win record, but I know someone's gonna get angry about it. And lo and behold, it's like, well, you could have done this a bit, but I'm like, oh, shut up, please. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Stop. like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm like actually legitimately bad at Hearthstone. But those well, I am far. as well. I'm terrible yeah. at it. We but are. I play, you know, I play you it for fun. I play though. wacky, weird decks, you know. <laughs> but like, uh, I think. When I when I've uploaded Hearthstone videos before, those have been some of my like worst videos in terms of a like to dislike ratio. Like yeah, people yeah. are just not having it. They're like, "Damn, girl, you need to like fix things in your head." And I'm like, "I don't <laughs> care. I don't like. I just enjoy the yeah. game." Yeah, Hearthstone. Mine is always like I upload it and it gets terrible like to dislike ratios. But it always has like the highest view count. Yeah, people keep coming back. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I I think it's um I think people use Hearthstone very much as a a way to vent. Like, they, they watch it, yeah. they're not actually as angry as they appear, but they really, like, they see something and they just, like, angry. It's like, it's yelling at the TV, right? You. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. it's kind of like when you watch a sport, and you're like, oh, you should have done this thing! What, what, what's the armchair quarterback, I think, is the American term that people yeah, use, isn't armchair it? armchair yeah. quarterback. Yeah, the, the main, there's the, always the like you watch football, like American football, and they're like, "Well, if I was in that situation, I could have made that pass nine uh -huh. times." Like you also aren't like a professional athlete with other like <laughs> super fast athletes, with giant muscular men charging at you as you try to make that pass. Yeah. Do we have like, a version of armchair quarterback? Because I'm now bothered now. Mm, I, what do we use uh, for that? I don't think we. I, I mean, I think we just call them a sack of twats, personally, but... Okay, yeah, yeah. Sack of twats. Sack of twats. like a Providence in, like, Canada. Like, up in sack of twats. Sack of twats. Either that or it's a southern side dish. It's like, I'll have the... I'll have the barbecue uh, yes. ribs with the sackatash, please. Sackatwats. Sackatwats. Yeah, the sackatwats. It's like, are you want the spicy sackatwats or the mild sackatwats? It's like, oh, the spicy for sure. I love the spicy sackatwats. Actually, the salty. If I could have the salty sackatwats. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. Someone suggested futon a... footballer, which is like, okay, I, I'm not sure. I suppose you just call them backseat drivers, wouldn't you? It's pretty much just I like mean, any oh, sport, backstreet, back Backseat yeah. drivers, yeah. That's the one. Just, That's the one. any sport, because, yeah. like, even, like, you listen to, like, professional radio, some comedian did a thing on it. He's like, 
you start listening to all these like ESPN and all these they're just like if you got you got a clock in your head to kick the ball it's you know count one two three then you kick it he's counting one two in his head kid doesn't even know what he's doing if I was out there <laughs> playing oh well <laughs> did you hear about this this uh, getting onto a slightly different topic that we can all agree someone who is absolutely a sack oh, of the heroes of the, storm the heroes of the storm guy uh he's his last name is oh, cowherd Colin which i i found particularly amusing yeah what a sack of twats that guy what is. a salty sack of twats colin coward like nobody likes him for like uh, like the sports stuff anyway like actual sports like, nobody likes him for that So anyway. we definitely don't like your opinion on esports, considering you know absolutely nothing yeah. about any of them. Well, he's, he's been involved in tons of Madden games. He's, like, being a super hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. It's... I'm just like, fuck. Well, no, no, no. It's okay playing a video game of a real sport, but you can't play a video oh, game of a video oh, game. That's a terrible oh, thing. Oh, oops. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, Sorry, we like, crossed that invisible line. Like... He's a douchebag with like everything. Like not right. just, like he that's his thing. Is like he's I'd he's never heard troll. of him before this thing. And him I am and, frankly uh, happy never to hear from him name? again. It's like there's, so, there's him and one other guy. I forgot what's his name. Oh, Je Jesse Cox. Well, yeah. <laughs> Esports oh, e team owner Jesse there's Cox. There's one other Skip Bayless. Is that his name Skip? Somebody'll say it in chat. Like him and Coward are like the biggest douchey troll people. Like yes, like they play it up so they get views. Yeah. Just like you know what I. Are they like, are they like a... the Rush Limbaugh's of the esports yeah. world or the like, sports? Uh, world, I mean. The shock jocks. In other words, like, people who <laughs> play up yeah. being obnoxious because they have no valuable personality trait. Yeah, exactly. It's like they'll clickbait like, is online. It's like I don't have an interesting opinion, so I'm going to clickbait. Like, opinion. Like, there could be, for example, Tom Brady's someone everybody knows for the most part. Like, he could have the best game ever. They'd be like, you know what? He, he can't win when it matters, though. He sucks. And everyone's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> they're that person. It'll just take the complete opposite perspective just to get, like, click clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I believe he said something about putting a gun in his mouth and pulling the trigger if he was forced to cover esports. Um, yeah, he was like, yeah. you want me to never be on the radio again? And uh, that's, that's the way part. to do it. And I was like, oh, oh no. Okay. I mean, if you're called, gone, what are we going to do? League of Legends. Yeah, he called it League of Legends. League of like, Legends tournament. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, if, if you want to not talk again, I'm, I'm not against that idea. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, yes. that... Yeah. That was funny. So, conclusion, quit bitching about things that don't matter. And remember yeah. that if you... You can yell at the TV, but on the internet, there's a real person on the other end of it, and we read your shit, and it's kind of annoying. Just just want to yeah. put that out there. I'm just... I'm trying to speak crawl content creators here. Anyway, let's uh, get back on the video games we've been playing. Epic Spell Wars, of course, played on Corruptional Lounge. That was a lot of fun. Certainly, if you want, like... It's fun. If you want a casual game with people who are willing to really get into it and play just play cards and cast stupid spells, it's pretty pretty good. Yeah. The only thing that I was disappointed in was, and I'm sure that they're going to put out like packs with more An expansion pack. Things. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, it was disappointing that so frequently we ran into the exact same cards, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's yeah, true. definitely. I, I think like they, they try and get away with it by having the combo cards. Like, well, you put it together out of three different cards, but yeah, I think like that game would just benefit from expansions greatly. Cause For the sure. more cards there are, the more treasures there are, the more additional mechanics, the better that game's going to get. So yeah. I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely hope that we'll see more of that because it's a fun game. You know, it's it's not a yeah. skillful game, but it's it's hilarious when played with the right people. And speak for yourself, <laughs> Lord Chinkabottom was quite worth it. 
<laughs> Lord I mean, Tinklebottom was quite dead, if I recall correctly. Yeah, Lord Tinklebottom lost a lot. Only in the third round? Damn. No, you lost every round. Yeah, we'll not, we'll not spoil it. We're not going to pull the Jesse Cox and spoil it. You know, it's uh. He already did. He literally just did. <laughs> yeah. yeah but I... sailed. Nobody Absolutely. sailed. Gone. Gone forever. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely it's definitely a fun game though. Anyway, video games. Mm. Uh. Yeah. Is it, anyone played anything fun this week? I played Reign of Kings. Man, oh, oh that early access game? That. Yeah. Dude, What's, me? What's that that game about? is, like, really fun to watch. <laughs> I haven't played me it yet, Sam but it's really fun to watch. And, like, a few other people have been playing Reign of Kings, like, a lot. Like, okay. I have 24 hours in it. And, like, we're on Moon's roleplay server, who's, like, a big streamer guy, and he only right. lets in, like, he whitelists it. And okay. so, uh, it's really fun, because, like, well, like, for example, Sam was the witch... Uh, and people would come to him to get witch potions. Of the woods. Yeah, he's yeah. the witch of the woods, and people would come to him for potions. And like we were his guards, and we'd let people in his house. And then he'd be like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" And they'd be like, "Oh, I just wanna, just want a potion." And we like turn the lights off and like make it like really crazy. And then we had a bear pit, and we would drag people to the bear pit <laughs> and drop them in and have them fight the bear. So, so <laughs> what kind of game is it exactly? Like, is it just kind of an open uh, world sort of crafty you ever thing? Ever play Rust? Uh, a bit, yeah. It's not like much. Rust, so, so but an open medieval. world survival. Yeah, it's an open world survival game. Okay, but it's just so crazy that like <laughs> that's what makes it fun. Like the sheer fact of like how insane. Every, like you can rope people up and drag them around. You can execute people. The the character models yeah. are just really weird and wonky. And, like I I I feel like the way that that Moon Server is is doing it is so smart too. Or it's just like everybody who's in there has to be a character. You have to like stay in character. You can't refer to yeah. each other by like their streamer name if you know it. Um, and so like people are just coming up with the weirdest things because they're all streamers and they all want their stream to be interesting. <laughs> so like there's just there's like full teams of people who are going around raiding and just like destroying houses. Um, <laughs> Sam and Gmart and were you? part of that team with the Brackwell yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were like a team of people who were pretending to just be normal traders but they were actually like trapping people and then selling them as slaves. Like everybody's yeah. just got like like crazy storylines going on. The big like so, you can become the king and the king can tax people. Like if you sit on yeah. the throne, you can become the king and you can like set a tax of like 0 to 20%. And then you get resources from the people that gather resources, so it'll like take a tax from them. But you can go overthrow the king, and then you can become a king. But like, sounds like that old game, uh, Archlord. You remember that thing where it was like there was going to be an Archlord of the entire server. Oh yeah, and shit. yeah. But Which it's was uh, terrible, but yeah, but it's like a really small map, so it's not like that hard to find people or like do. I don't know. But after you you play it a while or like play on a server like that, it's really fun. To just, I don't know. It's just a really fun game. Like, at first I played it, I was like, this game lags and has weird problems and stuff. And it's, but that's like after you play it, you're like, whoa. Well, it's early really access, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they just upgraded to uh, Unity 5 from Unity 4, so it runs a lot better than it did. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I like it a lot. I think you should try it. Uh, what's his, Ross oh. from the Game Grumps played with us, too. He really likes it. Oh, well, if, if Ross from the Game Grumps is playing it, I will surely have to give it a try. <laughs> yeah. What an endorsement. 
I'll have to I'll have to wait. I I always yeah. think with those games like Rust and DayZ that they'll probably never get out of early access at any point. <laughs> so I'm just I'm waiting yeah. for them to actually do that. Speaking of a game that did come out of early access that I believe Dodger played, Kerbal Space Program is finally <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, after like two years. Yeah, talk. Like there's a, there's a thing where it's got a lot of backseat gamers. Tell us your experience with yeah. uh, Kerbal Space Program. Oh my god! Well, like full full disclosure, the video that I put up was a paid promotion. So right. Um, but like that game, I went into it not realizing how complex it was going to be. They're literally like, "Do you know science? Because if you don't know science, you're really fucked here." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so for me, as a person who doesn't understand how to do that sort of a thing. The most fun part is definitely putting together really stupid ships and seeing if you can get them airborne. That's what I did in the early access yeah. version. I played around. Yeah. I just call it like my Kerbal murdering simulator. It's just like, how how many Kerbals can I crash into the ground in a horrible fiery death? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, that's like my favorite part is when you know that your ship is going to hit the ground and explode and you've got like three Kerbals in there. Two of them are terrified and one of them is like, <laughs> like so excited and i'm like you did this this was you but uh yeah i think if you if you want to really do the tutorials or look up a walkthrough like i looked up a walkthrough to try and get into orbit i think i talked about this last last mm. podcast um i tried to get, i tried to get into orbit and I almost did it with the walkthrough and then I tried to do it without the walkthrough in my video and immediately fucked it up. <laughs> like, like it didn't even get very far at all. But, um, but there's something sort of satisfying about that side of the game. I think when you, yeah. when you play it and you're like, I'm going to try to get into space and you do. And then you're like, I'm going to try to get into orbit and you manage to, that, and you're it's like, like, now I'm going to try to get to the moon. Sciencing! That's yeah. I think that I would never want to stream that game because I have a feeling of people that would have played for years would just get super frustrated. For me, the failure is the fun. Like, it's almost yeah, like Dwarf here. Fortress. Yeah. Like, it's fun to lose in a game like that. Yeah. And to gradually progress and then... Because if you accomplish that thing on your own, that's a, hu that's a huge thing. Like, that makes me feel really fulfilled in a game like that. So I'd never mm -hmm. want to read a tutorial on how to do it or anything like that. And I wouldn't want advice from people. I just want to eventually figure it out on... At my own speed, and if that takes you me twenty fucking hours, people, I, I would never be able YouTube? to figure that game out on my own. <laughs> yeah, that's my first mistake. I picked the wrong career for that. Because that's all I ever get. Oh, well, it's, yeah. have, have you ever streamed? Or, I assume you've streamed or played Dark Souls or something along those lines at some point. Oh, number two, that was without doubt the worst stream chat. Oh yeah, experience I, of my life. I streamed Definitely. it once, never again, never again. I uh, I streamed all of Dark Souls too. I didn't play any of it off stream. You and, have uh, balls. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I think on on one hand, I think people were a lot uh, more forgiving with me because I had I had never really played a game like that before, uh, and so I was just kind of like being being plucky, <laughs> just like okay. trying to do as well as I could. Uh, but I definitely from from that I learned a lot about uh, how to maintain a stream where I don't want to be spoiled in the future, like rules to set down. Because yeah. man, literally every time I looked at chat, it was just like, "Oh my god, please do this, please, 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 please do this. You missed this. You missed this. Do this. Yeah. 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 And at the time, I didn't mind, but I've played games after that. Like when I played Grim Fandango, I didn't. I didn't want people telling me what to do mm -hmm. um bloodborne i didn't want people telling me what to do so you like i had to 
I had to figure out how to establish like clear rules. Like if I ask you a question, you can answer. But if you're just like spamming chat, telling me what to do, you're going to get banned. Like, like that has to be, if you want to stream it, that has to be what you do, unfortunately. I think so, yeah. And it's, it's, it's it is definitely one of those games where you just have this desire if you know the game to like oh god i've got to tell you what to do and it it's fairly irritating i think but it's all... when i played warcraft 3 so i was like i never oh, played that and so oh I people pestered you on like, that one too just like oh, you missed a completely irrelevant item that didn't help you at all but you could have got it for like a small bonus in two levels <laughs> i was like oh great uh, okay. i'm not gonna go back for it though yeah. <laughs> like that's uh well, it's like everybody knows every little thing about that game, so it's like they're just trying yeah. to. But they only, you know, they Googled it. You know, these people going, <laughs> please read the manual, find a tutorial. You don't know anything. The only reason they know anything is they Googled it. Yeah. They didn't figure yeah. it out themselves. And they're just demanding you do the same. Or they watch Google another it. playthrough on it. Right. And, uh, so they're like, well, when I watch this person play it. <laughs> Like, all right, well, why would you want someone to do the same thing as another playthrough you watched? Like, that's <laughs> you've already seen that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially with uh, games like I'm not I'm not going to spoil anything, but like when I played uh, Life is Strange, mm -hmm. a lot of the choices that I made, most of my comments were like, "I watched this person and they did this," or "I'm really disappointed that you didn't do this," like this person, and I was like, "Why?" You've already <laughs> seen that. Go back and watch that person. I think, that's, yeah, I think that's, that's the worst sort of because the joy of the whole experience of that kind of a game is that everybody's going to wind up with something different because it's been created that way. That's yeah. the point of the game. That's there's no wrong choice in a game like that at all. Like you, when you make those choices, you create your own unique story in the process. I think I had I, it was a, probably a long time ago. I can't remember. I think it was um, Dragon Age Inquisition. I did something. And people complained that I'd done it wrong. I'm like, well, no, I didn't. I made a decision to do a specific thing, and that's now my story. Right. You have a different yeah. story. That's the joy of video games, telling your own story through the gameplay. I cannot Especially understand why you want to do the same thing. It's supposed to be like open sandbox. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> people get super like, mad that point. you didn't romance the right person or whatever. It's like, oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Like, that's the whole point of those games is, like, create your own fun thing in the sandbox. And it's like, well, you should be creating this thing that's the most ideal thing to create. Oh, <laughs> that annoys me so much. It's like, you're not playing it optimally. Like, I don't just want to have fun. If you know. I, I get it. It depends on the situation, but I get it to a certain extent. If somebody knows which outcome is the most interesting i understand them being like man i really wish you had done this because there was like a really cool thing that you could have seen or played through you know and i get that but even then, but it, ha it all has to do yeah with, it's very yeah, subjective it all has to do with the deliverance right? the, de the deliverance the delivery <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um canthus in chat who is a, a twitch staff member makes a <clears throat> really good point about why people do that and I think it's like a really interesting conversation that we've randomly fallen into, like the kind of culture surrounding streaming and things like that. Uh, to play devil's advocate, what people want, he says, is to see your reaction to a specific event that they saw in some other playthrough or that they saw in their own playthrough. So they're not yeah. watching for the game at that point. They're watching for your reaction to the game. Absolutely. I've never really liked that attitude, but I also understand that's what drives mo the most popular Let's Plays. Because yeah. it's ne I, I want all of my videos to be about the game first. And, like, what I say is, like, less relevant than the game itself. But I know a lot of Let's Play is driven by that reaction-based style. Yeah. So, yeah. Makes yeah, sense. That's true, too. 
I still you hate you for it. You do anything deliberately to annoy, to annoy your viewers. Like, you know, you're playing a game where yes. you have to choose some perks, so you choose the most useless perk, knowing it's going to drive some people nuts. <laughs> I, I make my roads slightly wonky in city building games. <laughs> I do, and I do that on purpose. And there's a couple of reasons. I mean, I'm just... I'm bad at that anyway. Like, I, I'm dyspraxic. I have terrible spatial awareness and things like that, so that doesn't help. But I'll just, like, happily put together a slightly wonky road, and people, it will drive people insane because they're like, <laughs> oh, it's not. Oh, <laughs> and I'll do, and I started doing that on purpose. The first time I did it, I think, was in a city building game a long time ago. I can't remember which one, but in every city building game I've done that since, I always, always make at least one road slightly the wrong angle. Slightly. <laughs> uh, in Terraria, I but deliberately what? made a hideous what's, house. What's hideous. Wrong? Just hideous. It was awful. And yeah, I did and that on purpose. are always like, when are Jesse and TB going to keep playing Terraria, Crendor? I'm like, I don't know. Don't <laughs> Why care. would you know that? <laughs> it's like, I got oh, the inside information. No, dude, that's my favorite. Crendor, you and I are in the same boat of just like, can you tell Jesse this thing? Can you inform TB about this? And I'm like, no. No, you're not messenger. Absolutely not. doesn't even listen to me, but I'm like, yeah, hey, Jesse. Like, why do you uh, think that my opinion what? matters at all? Oh, dear. Oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah, it was the... It, I even drove my wife mad when we did the Sims 4 stream. I put a window one stage higher on one wall than I did on another <laughs> wall, and she was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're like, I get this enough on the internet. I do on purpose. You know, it's my way of getting back at the people that backseat game. That's, that's, trust me, it's either that or I go and like shoot up a school. So take your choice. Don't say that. Don't say that on the internet. Take your choice. Oh, God. It's one of the two. Either I go postal or that window is going over there whether you fucking like it or not. I'm going to write a blog. Everything I just said was a joke. Don't take it seriously. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> well, it's too lame, mate. That Please is don't arrest me. I suddenly have a thing to do. Very it's on Tumblr goodbye. already, isn't it? Oh I god, Dodge! Dodge is gonna shoot. <laughs> uh, that's not. Get back here! She's gone. I did that in Hearthstone. I played no, or uh, what's his name? The guy that summons Ragnaros. Uh, oh, Major Domo, like the worst yeah, card in the Major game. Domo, yeah. and then I played Rag, and then I had like double Rag, and everyone's like, "This is the stupidest thing." And I was like, "You don't understand. I have double Ragnaros." Exactly. Right. That's it's amazing. <laughs> Why do you feel? look at this thing? It's fantastic. <laughs> Did I just break myself? Yeah, you broke yeah, your camera. You Thanks, yeah, Dodger. Well done. Oh, I thought you were being cool. I thought you'd got an animated GIF deliberately to make it look like you'd messed oh, up. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. I she just... fucked up. Okay. I changed the camera. I turned my camera off for the goof, and now it's not coming back. Well done. Thanks. Breaking my show. You're welcome. No problem well, at all. Oh, uh, can I just say? No. Uh, well, okay. All right. Uh, I'll move on then. All right. Uh. I'm not moving on. Okay. Blood Bowl 2 <laughs> is coming out really soon. What is? Sorry? And Blood Bowl 2. Oh, yes. But it's, I mean, it just looks the same as the original Blood Bowl. Like, maybe yeah, with a slightly better like UI, that. though. Well, it's got, like, slightly better graphics. It's got slightly better UI. It's got, uh, I don't know. I'm excited for it. The I... online's supposed to be better. I'm really, like, not. I mean, I'm going to be honest with it. Like, yeah, we played Blood Bowl, but ultimately the rules haven't changed. So making a Blood Bowl 2 is really just a case of, like, fixing the UI and stuff. And we spent all our time learning the terrible UI. So now <laughs> I feel like we've wasted our time. It's true, but it's Blood Bowl 2. You buy all the Madden games, don't you? <laughs> You're that guy. I do. Of course you do. I, yep, I do. 
<laughs> I, can't, I can't say anything. I bought uh, WWE 2K15. That game is not good. That is not a good video game. Yeah. Oh, man. The thing with Madden, though, is I don't play, like, I don't play the games. I just play the franchise mode and, like, mm-hmm. manage it. That's what I do. And then I did that because I streamed. Uh, I had, like, a highlight stream, so I was on the front page. And I was playing Madden. All I was doing was just, like, simulating the games mm-hmm. and then, like, managing the offseason. People were like, when are you going to play a game? And I was like, like I'm I am playing, playing the game. The game. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's I I would pay big money for WWE to just release a wrestling manager game that was just like you create the promotion like you start off as some like back alley franchise in someone's garage and you eventually become like a worldwide federation by booking really good matches and starting feuds and things like that. <laughs> there is yeah. a game called I think like Total it's like Total Extreme Wrestling or something on on PC which is apparently that but it's super complicated. So, I don't know, but WWE 2K15, uh, my, my wife got super pissed off about it because, one, you can't create a female wrestler. You can only create a custom male wrestler. Yeah, that's, that's super shitty. Yeah, and you can only play the career mode with a male wrestler. And what's dumb is that's a step back from a lot of the older games where you could just play as, like, a male or a female. Yeah. So that was pretty shitty. They took her favorite wrestler out for the PC version. Paige isn't in it, so she was really pissed off about that. I was able to make Jesse Cox, and it was kind of fun, but the actual wrestling component of the game, uh, maybe not so much. Like, it's it's kind of slow and clunky like a lot of the wrestling games. The only wrestling game I think I really like is uh, WWE All-Stars, which came out a few years ago, which was more like a fighting game. You could literally juggle people in the air like a fighting game. <laughs> and it was... they they. So it's like, you can play Hulk Hogan versus John Cena, and Hulk Hogan kicks him into the air, and he's 20 feet in the air, and then he, like, dragon punches him and shit. <laughs> they did that. Like, and it was great. Oh, it, but after that, I don't know what the hell happened. It's, uh, the game, this this year's game just isn't that good. It's that simple. That's yeah. really, uh, you were so excited about that game. That's so disappointing. <laughs> I've been on a wrestling kick lately, and I, I was just, I don't know why I wasn't prepared for disappointment, considering half of the wrestling <laughs> shows in WWE are really bad. But apparently the game sucks as well. Supposedly they had a year to create it, and they spent most of that time on a new graphics engine and left everything else out. Yeah. So Man, that's, that's why. Sad. That's why people don't like it. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. So that sucks. Maybe the next next years will be better. I don't know what the hell you've done with your camera dodger, but it's broken now. So I've like I've tried turning it off and on like four yeah. times. So well, just leave it. You're you now just gonna leave plug it. it back in. Don't do that. That's I t- did that with why, mine. Why not? Yeah, it then works. you broke your microphone. Don't do that. Yeah, but it might work. That's how we. Isn't that how he fixed his microphone? Yeah, yeah. I maybe. No, maybe I am like, BRB, BRB, it's happening. Still, oh, you can God. do it. I believe. All right. In the uh, meantime, while she's breaking everything, uh, <laughs> did did you get a chance to play anything else this week, Gopher? Anything in particular? I, I played Killing Floor Two this week. Oh, that's a game. That is a game. It, it is actually a lot of fun, but there's not a lot to it at the moment. There's one yes. mode, couple of maps, but that's what yeah, I heard. like it's don't play it by yourself it's like though. Gonna be good. In a while, we have Dodger back. Well yeah! yeah, it works. Yeah, no, Killing Floor Two looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, it's it's a little. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It feels a little clunky when moving around compared to some other games, uh, but it, it's pretty solid. You do need friends, though. It's one of these games where if you try and solo it just to learn it, you will get ravaged. Not to mention oh, the fact that, frankly, the even... solo mode is kind of boring. 
I was, it is, I, it that's is. what I assumed yeah. was the reason to like play with a friend is because maybe you're a little bored, but if it's also like to. difficult by yourself. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I always try a game very, very briefly just to sort of get the mechanics and the keys and everything figured out. And you just get swamped. You get surrounded. You need people covering every angle, which is good. I mean, it is, it's a hard game. You compare it to Killing Floor 1, which was pretty damned easy. Mm-hmm. Killing Floor 2, even on the easy difficulty at level zero, it takes some effort. So it, it looks like it's going to be good, but they are a long way from finishing it, in my opinion. They need a lot more, a lot more modes and a hell of a lot more maps because it yes. gets repetitive. Yeah, well, it's also about like they need more monsters, more weapons. It's just, that's a game that thrives on just how much extra content it has. I remember buying Killing Floor when it first came out, when it had I think five classes, and it only had like a couple of tiers of weapons. And then later on, they added extra an extra class and like several more tiers of weapons and fleshed everything out, and it was a much better game at that point. Right now, it's in early access, so it's like four out of ten classes are yeah. available, and yeah. they haven't put all of the new bosses in yet. They haven't put all of the new monsters in yet. They've added basically two new monsters so far. They intend to add more. They were telling me when I did the video of it, so it's just, look, we're, there's going to be a lot more of this. So... I know it did really well in early access, but personally, I'm not playing it until it comes out properly because just like Darkest Dungeon, I don't want to burn out on it before the full game comes out. Oh, that that was sense. a good early access game, though, Darkest it Dungeon. It was. That oh, a lot was, of us yeah. had a lot of fun with Darkest We all played yeah. that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Which, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't, like, beat everything in Darkest Dungeon. I beat, like, I one or two playing. bosses, then stopped. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did. Same. Same. I'm just going to wait. I just, I just want to wait and uh, play the game when it fully comes out. There's other games. Someone mentioned Factorio in chat. It's like, yeah, that game looks great. I'm not touching it till it comes out. And there's plenty of other early access games that look awesome that I just want to wait. Prison Architect is a great example. I played a bit of it. I'm like, okay, this game's probably going to be great. Let's wait for it to come out, and then it'll be really, really great. Let's go with that. So I I just early access in general is just like not really all that interesting to me. There's so many new games that I find it's like it's just better just waiting. Honestly, yeah. wait for it to actually come out. But you guys him- play Kitty Powers Matchmaker? Oh my god, no, I did not. Uh, Dodger, <laughs> sorry, you you played it Kitty though, right? Kitty Powers. Kitty Powers. Kitty Powers Matchmaker. You it's run a-, a you run a dating service apparently yeah. in this game. It it calls itself a dating simulator. I don't know. I I just I feel like it's just a a management game. It is. Just it's a like management a game. yeah. It's just like you know. Sally Salon and stuff like that. It's it's the same sort of a thing, except it does it does take the time to make fun of other game genres. Okay. Uh, yeah. which is like kind of fun, but I don't know. I I was like it was fun because the the dates that you can go on or you you don't go on them. You like put people together and they yeah. go on the date. Mm-hmm. Depending on so the restaurants are like different levels of difficulty. So all of the restaurants that you can go to at the beginning are are like kind of straightforward. They have um you know like a few stages of what can happen there and like lots of mini games and stuff that keeps it really interesting and then as you add in new restaurants that you can possibly go to, um mm. they they get harder and harder and harder. There are like worse and worse games that are really hard to come back from and things like that. Right. Um, but the thing that really disappointed me is it's doing that same like 
oh, this person's really nerdy. Better make sure that they date a nerdy person. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, it just made me so sad because they're like some of the mini games are like, talk about interests. And if one person's like, I really like video games and the other person is like, I like pool parties, then they're suddenly like disgusted with each other. Like, no, yeah. come on. You can like both. It's okay. I know. Or like the one that I was talking about uh, this morning on my stream this morning, I was talking about how funny it is that in that game, if one person has to fart, you have to do like a, a chance based, like whether <laughs> yeah. or not you're able to hold in the fart. And That's pretty you, funny in a yeah. rather juvenile way. <laughs> yeah. If if you manage to hold in the fart, then you're fine. But if you fart, the other person's like, gross. And you get a strike. <laughs> so bodily function shaming, courtesy of this game, apparently. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. It's like, this is a simulator of the most intolerant people oh, in the universe. Somebody just gifted me that game. <laughs> I now have to live stream it. I now have to live stream it. And I'm going to blame Dodger. Uh, just remember, just remember, don't try to be that progressive person who's like, a nerd and a jock can fall in love because they cannot. <laughs> they will not love each other. Apparently no, not. Nope. Yeah, no, that's probably not my play style anyway. I'm going to see if I can take over the world or something I don't know, whatever the game <laughs> is my wife has been pestering me to play that with her in a video for her channel and that's probably going to mm -hmm. end up happening and i'm just going to be sarky as all hell through the entire thing that's how it's <laughs> yeah. going to be that was, well to uh, be fair we did it for honey pop and got half a million views so you can't really complain about that well you, <laughs> you can honey pop's terrible but you know um so the the reason that's at the beginning of the game, you create like an avatar for yourself. Like you decide what you look like and what your interests are and who you're interested in and stuff like that. But you in your own game, you personally don't ever go on a date. The only reason that they have that is so that your character can be in other people's games. Um and it was oh, like yeah. you might you might see your friends. Your your friends might show up. That's but neat. the thing is yeah, it would be neat <laughs> if okay. not for the fact, if not for the fact that they're like, but um, we'll be changing their name. Oh, so oh. if like if somebody comes into your game and it's owned by a friend of yours, yeah, you won't see the name that they gave them. God and damn! I'm like, What's the why? point? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, how am I ever gonna know if it's like a friend of mine? I don't understand. That's silly. It's really weird. I mean, I yeah. guess it's a privacy thing, but surely they could have just turned that off, you know, and just, yeah. hey, you know, because that would be funny. Like, it's like, hey, Jesse Cox has entered your game. Let's try and set <laughs> yeah. him up with someone that really right? likes yeah. cheese. Yeah, would have been like, oh, yes, what sort of hair color and eye color do you like? Let's find somebody the opposite. <laughs> Let's Perfect. torment him with a series of bad dates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, fair enough. I. I picked up, uh, I finally got around to transferring my data from my old 3DS to my new one. As I discovered, the damn new 3DS doesn't support regular SD cards. I bought a 128 gig SD card and then suddenly realized it only takes micro SD. So that was a bitch. But eventually I got everything sorted and uh, I started playing Codename Steam. Doesn't seem like oh, they've yeah. fixed the turn time yet. I think I'm going to like the game because it reminds me quite a lot of Valkyria Chronicles, the sort of tactical third-person game. And I love the aesthetic. Absolutely fantastic steampunk aesthetic. But the enemy turn times are really long, and they still haven't fixed that yet. So I have a feeling I'm probably just going to hold off on that until they properly patch it. 
I also got Xenoblade. I haven't got kind of far enough for Xenoblade yet, but I know that the Xenoblade is obviously fantastic. So eventually I will get around to playing a bunch of that. Uh, but I thought, hey, I'll get let me get some DS games because apparently that's the only thing going on right now. And I also downloaded the demo for the Nintendo version of, what is it, Puzzles and Dragons? I oh, yeah, oh, I played yeah. that at uh, PAX East. I have a feeling that game is going to devour large portions of my life if I'm not careful. <laughs> yeah. It is really fun. It's good, yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, I like the kind of match three stuff anyway with the RPG and the collectible aspects. It's pretty mm -hmm. evil by the looks of it. Yeah. And we'll see. Yeah, um, when I played that. We just like kept playing it at PAX East for like 40 minutes. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> they had yeah, the Mario one game. too. Yeah. Um, there's a mobile game that Sam and I have started playing called Battle Camp. Oh yeah, you Battle told me Camp. to get it. What's that? Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's like a, it's a match three version of Pokemon, kind of. Okay. Uh, uh so. Okay. You like start in like a little area and they're like, okay, you got to go to all of the areas and you got to collect badges from like the bosses of all of those areas. And you're like, okay. And you collect um, creatures. The the messed up part is you have to, in order for your creatures to get stronger and level up, you have to feed them smaller creatures. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So you're like, all right, I've got like, I've got a cute little rock monster with little bat wings on its head. And then you get a stronger rock monster and you're like, oh. How do I make my stronger rock monster even stronger? Oh, I have to feed him my little batwing friend. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit grim. <laughs> I know. But uh Yeah, and then you just like you you go around fighting stuff and you can design your avatar and stuff. But what I really like is um the way that the match three works is you can drag stuff anywhere you want. So it's not you you can't Okay. It's not like in a normal game where you can only operate within like one space. It's like if there's if there's a bunch of rocks here and I need a rock right here and there's a rock over in this corner, I can just drag it all the way up. Um, so it encourages you to figure out how to sort of manipulate the board so right. that you get as many matches as possible. Okay. So you can kind of like take one piece and just sort of like nudge a bunch of stuff on your way over. But because of that the second you touch a piece, you're timed. So you have like a timer going down if you touch a piece. And if you just, if you touch it and then you're like, oops, and you let go of it, it's like, well, that's your turn. You didn't do anything. <laughs> like, no. But, so it, it encourages you to, to look at the board and really think like, okay, can I somehow get a heal in there at the same time that I'm matching up those five? And like, if I do manage to get the five, then it'll attack everything. And maybe I can get those blues and that'll attack that guy. And, that sounds like just a lot like Puzzles and Dragons. Like that's just... Yeah, it's it's similar for sure. Yeah, okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, the one thing that sucks about it, I will say, the game is free, but your energy is like uh, negligible. I they... hate games like that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, all right, you can fight three things and then walk away. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Drives me nuts. I don't like mobile games with those excessive energy bars. Like, because it's going to vary depending on... Sometimes I'll just want to play one for like an hour and sometimes I want to play for two minutes. And then mm -hmm. if I want to play for an hour, it's like, ah, 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 you better not. That's why the yeah. uh, the energy bar in Record Keeper is pretty fair. Like, I have yet to manage to run that down because you get so much bonus energy. It's like, oh, I'm still going. Like, I guess if you play for hours and hours, eventually you burn out of energy, but it's a very generous energy bar. Whereas a lot of these other games are just punishing. Yeah, I, even like, 
I'm even way more cool with it saying, all right, you only lose energy if you fail, right? If you fight something and and you don't win, then energy gets taken away. But if you win, then you didn't lose anything. You've mm-hmm. still got that energy to burn. Yeah. I love that. Uh, that's how Adventure Express works. And so, you you know, you're rewarded for, like, doing well. Yeah. I don't know. And that's, it also, it also makes it so that the beginning of the game, when it's easier... You can play for a while and really get invested in it. Whereas I think doing it this way, I don't know. It doesn't give you enough time to give a shit about the game before it's like you can't play anymore. Walk away. (laughs) Eat a sandwich. Go outside. Tell your mom you love her. (laughs) It's just like, fuck. Come on. I just want to play a game. Or play money. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Pay money to unlock the energy bar. God, screw that. Absolutely screw that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. playing much on mobile, really. I, I I got back into playing a little bit more WWE Immortals, which is the fighting game by Netherrealm where wrestlers are somehow uh, magical <laughs> characters. So, like, The Undertaker <laughs> is literally a necromancer, and Kane can summon fire from the ground and shit. I, I like it. I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit of appreciation for it. It's not very complicated, but it's not awful. Like, it, it, when I started investigating the each of the characters, each of the variants has a bunch of different, like, passives and strategies you can use. Like, Kane, if you tag him in, if you, like, tag someone in, I think at under 20% HP, you get a bonus. And each character has, like, different bonuses that you can synergize. And there's, like, rivalries. So you can put people on to the team that hate each other, and they get an additional bonus for attack value. Or you could put people in that like each other, that are allies, and they get, like, additional defense. So there's actually maybe a bit more to it than I initially thought. Like, the fighting is mostly just tapping on the screen, double tap to block, and then, like, various swipes to do special moves. And then you can charge up your meter at the bottom, and you can trigger, like, level one, two, or three special moves, and you level up your characters to unlock more stuff. But it, it is really fun to see, like, hey, Trish Stratos is the Ice Witch. Or whatever, and uh, Kane is an actual demon, and the Rock <laughs> is literally made of rocks. You I was know, gonna he, say, is he just a rock? Yeah, he's, he's an actual like golem. The rock, rock is a golem oh. in that game, and I like they kind of mock themselves as well. They made John Cena into a basically Superman, and the running joke is that John Cena never loses, so he's Superman. So I, I just thought that was kind of nice self-referential. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 all right actually. It's better than I initially thought it would be. And it's free, so whatever, you know. It's It's okay for a few bashes here and there. I wanted to ask you about your opinions on... Because they did Heroes of the Dorm. Okay. Right? And I wanted to see what you thought of all that. Because everyone's like, well, now esports is going mainstream. Like, they're bringing it to all these things. But I was like... People have been saying that forever. (laughs) Yeah. But my big thing is, like, the audience of, like, ESPN and all the main things, like, they don't generally care about that like they might see it and be like oh that's kind of cool but like i doubt many of them like they i doubt they care as much as if it were on twitch or something where it's like mm. i know league of legends would get like i think they had five hundred thousand people watching like the championship like crazy numbers oh well uh, are you talking about on espn because lol got yeah. 20 uh, they claim to have 27 million unique viewers for the championship right. for lol Across all platforms. That includes the oh. Korean platforms. They were, I assume it was on probably Spot TV in Korea, which is a television network that's dedicated to gaming. It was yeah. on chi- a lot of Chinese streaming services and things like that. And let's, let's fi- I'm going to fire this question at Gopher, actually, because I'm not 100% sure. Gopher, do you follow esports in any way? No, I'm afraid I do not have time for that. Okay, so you're a perfect <laughs> Kids, person to... You know. 
you're a perfect person to answer this question then, because I think the three of us kind of watch esports for some de- to some degree. Oh yeah, OGN, that was there. Uh, you don't watch esports. What's your general impression of the idea of like watching a competitive game from a spectator point of view? Um, I see no problem with it. I mean, if people will watch twenty-two guys running around a field kicking a ball, why won't they look at a team of guys fight another team of guys on a different field? I mean, it just seems to be a different medium. The, com- the competition's still there, the skill is still there, and the excitement's still there. People support their own team or their own guy, and if they get invested in it, it's going to make money. It's going to bring in the viewers, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think there's one term there that hit the nail right in the head, and that's competition. I, I, I don't yeah. really care if they call it sports. I don't care what they call it, but what they've got to accept is it's a competition. People watch competitive eating, for God's sake. Because it's all <laughs> yeah. about... Yeah. People just love... <laughs> competitive shit it doesn't matter and yeah. the thing about espn2 and like the smaller espn challenges they've shown all sorts of shit like they show poker they showed magic the gathering at one point Hot dog eating contests and yeah that stuff has been on espn channels before <laughs> so yeah. i don't see i certainly don't see the problem frankly you know yeah. and i don't what's the difference between watching heroes of the storm and watching chess they're both games one exactly. just happens to have been around longer and is more accepted and you what? can think what of this of some of the other some of the other games that are like FPS games, there's no reason why an FPS game can't be considered a sport if shooting is considered a sport. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. if you sure. can pick up a rifle and shoot targets in real life, I know it's a different skill, but yeah. it, it, that's just it, isn't it? It's a different skill. Yes. Yeah. As long as there's some skill, or I suppose luck, but we, we're more interested in watching skill games usually. Yeah, that's I just like uh I remember when I was a kid there was a bunch of <laughs> there was a bunch of controversy about um putting dance and cheerleading competitions on ESPN. Okay. And they were like, "No, we're not going to do that because it's not a sport." And meanwhile, the people who actually compete in it were like, "It is a sport. We're competing against each other and we're, you know, we have something that we're good at and we're being compared amongst each other who's the best and who's like created the best choreography and who has the best technique. And like, you know, it, it definitely applies as a sport. And I think it's, it's interesting how, I mean, there's nothing new under the sun, right? It's just yeah. right. what there are things that people have decided are arbitrarily sports. what they yeah. like, what they and, yes, approve thing, of. Things they're used to and are comfortable and, with are sports, and yeah. anything else isn't, because for some reason that infringes upon their identity in some way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I it's remember a that... Theme for a yes, lot it of is, people... in many other walks of life, in more serious <laughs> things, like, yeah. I don't know, gay marriage, for instance, if you want to get a bit political. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, that somehow infringes on my identity. It's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> What's yeah, the problem? So Mainly, because like that. when... You could you could go out. <laughs> because when when people would discuss it at the time, they would say, "Well, it's it's just not it's not masculine, and games are supposed to be masculine, right?" I feel yeah. <laughs> apparently, and really? I feel like that's that's almost that's, that's kind of in line with the issue that a lot of people have with esports is like, well, it's not it's not like physical, and it's not you know like. Like, Lots of things ma- aren't masculine, and it's like, but the what about darts? Like, like darts <laughs> is maybe considered yeah. one of the most like fucking male dominated sports in the UK in particular. Like they play it in pubs, they watch it in pubs. It's a man's sport. There's nothing physical about darts. 
yeah. that's why everyone who plays darts is fat. But, like, that's like that's why I'm aspect. saying like I, I think it does have to do with like a weird identity thing. Like this is a thing that I can appreciate, you know, as as for who I am, I appreciate that thing. And if you don't appreciate it or identify with it and you're somebody who feels that you're a very sporty person, it's like that's not a sport. Because I, I don't care about like it and I'm a sporty person. <laughs> the <laughs> older like, generations. It's yeah. mainly like the, the older yeah. generally. Well, I don't, I was a kid. I played baseball. We that was. It's I like competed. well, yeah, because you didn't have a computer that had <laughs> yeah. a GTX Titan X in it. You know, <laughs> if you did, you yeah. might have played LOL instead. You know, it's and, and yeah. to be fair, it's like I don't like watching traditional sports, but I'm certainly not going to take anything away from them. It's like, all right, I don't like them. Cool. Uh, whatever. That yeah. that doesn't affect me in any way. I think if if you're defining a significant part of your identity based on something that you watch or something you're involved in some kind of hobby and it's to the detriment of appreciating other things then you probably have issues i'm gonna gonna be entirely frank with you there like, in the end well, it's, it's, it's just about a name isn't it i mean they want to yes. call it a sport they don't want to call it a sport yeah. i don't Here's mind thing. call it whatever if you want a lot of people will watch it and get excited about it i don't care if you call it you can call it what the hell you like. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's competitive. It you can call it soccer twats if you like. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you could. You, you may and have some marketing watch issues. It. But, yeah, know. I mean, from a promotional standpoint, that's probably a poor choice of words. But outside yeah. of that, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's weird because chess is a sport, and that's been defined by the International Olympic Committee. So, but then a lot of people are like, well, it's not because the physical aspect isn't there. Yes, but the mental aspect is. Yeah. yeah. So and it's motorsport. I mean, you could just yeah. argue that sitting in sitting, sitting in, a in seat, the chair, <laughs> turning a wheel. Actually, I mean, that's let's... a pretty demanding sport it as well. Absolutely, is. but so but so is esports. You know, esports is yeah. both mentally and in terms of dexterity very demanding. The speed the that you're speed. having to play that game yeah. is, is ludicrous. Yeah. And I think it's it's really silly to say that a a game that is entirely strategic is is not a sport because pretty much every team game requires a lot of strategy, like yeah, regardless sure. of whether yeah. it's an esport or like football, traditional sport, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you have to you have to create strategies that's involved in every sport. <laughs> that's the thing is I think a lot of people don't understand that. I think they just see it as like, like oh, it's just a stupid video game where people just move around. Like, they don't actually realize how much strategy is behind the game. Mm -hmm. Well, and they have or, no interest in trying care. to find out. Yeah, yeah exactly. or they don't they, care. They, don't care. <laughs> yeah. they have no yeah. interest in actually finding out. The thing is, I think that ESPN2, as much as I, I don't really care whether or not TV gets esports, because we all... We already passed TV. We already have a service for esports. It's called yeah. Twitch. Yeah, uh, and, exactly. And streaming's only going to get bigger. So uh, TV mm -hmm. is becoming less and less relevant for more niche products like that. It's the same reason why I don't care if there's gaming content on TV because we have YouTube. Who cares? Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it irrelevant? For, I mean, I I'm the old man of the uh, squad <laughs> here, and I do not watch anything that isn't on demand. And and come, I don't you know, I mean, it, I mean, it's. Yeah. It it really is a generational thing, and I'm as I said, the old man, and even I'm thinking TV's dead. I don't even know why people care anymore. My parents are yeah. almost in the sixties, and they've moved almost purely to DVR and on demand. You know, got them oh, yeah. a Chromecast. They never looked back. Literally, the only reason I have cable is because of sports. Like, if there were, if I didn't care about sports, I wouldn't have cable. Like yeah. that's it. Yeah, same same for me. Formula One. That's yeah. my yeah. that's my one thing I watch. Formula One racing. We had it for HBO, and now you can get HBO now on i on yeah. iOS. So we yeah. literally have no reason to have cable TV anymore. 
Um, I have it for my old lady tendencies. I have it so that when I'm cooking, I can just put Food Network on. <laughs> and just be like, Food great. Network on demand is difficult to get because uh, Netflix only yeah. has the collections of Food Network stuff, which is only yeah. like one season of curated stuff, which is not good enough, you know. Because I was I was binging on uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and then. <laughs> And then it just ran out. I'm like, there must be more episodes of this. Like, yes, but we're not putting them on there's Netflix. Like 800 for some seasons. Yeah, I was gonna say there's yeah. like infinite D, uh, triple D. You I know? will but... never forget the first time that Sam watched Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. He was like, "What is this? This is amazing! It's great! <laughs> it's so good! It's, it's that's just like that's someone being enthusiastic like about every dude. piece of food in the universe. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I think. It, it, I don't know if they should really pursue putting it on ESPN2 in future, but again, I think it's a net positive because if even one person who didn't watch this stuff now thinks maybe it's a bit more legitimate than they previously did, then that's a win. Yeah. And frankly, a lot more people did. Like it, There were sports personalities and sports commentators, aside from this cowherd wanker, yeah. that actually <laughs> posted on Twitter and were saying, I don't know what I'm watching, but I can't stop watching. There's something yeah. compelling about this. Like, there and a lot of people like commentating actual, on the uh, quality of the announcers. Like, the fact that the announcers, who are mostly all old StarCraft 2 guys, who, of course, we know are very, very enthusiastic, and they are, you know. And they know their stuff. And they, they, know, they know their yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the thing is, is that's for a lot of people, it's going to come down to they've no idea. They've got this image of a gamer sat at a computer in his basement doing a few things by himself and never seeing the light of day. They've yeah, no sure. idea the level of, of gaming that's out there, and they've no idea the passion, the crowds. And when they see it, either they dig in and go, mew, 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 or they think, wow, maybe this is a thing. So yeah. Yeah. hopefully more of them will see it and think, yay. Yeah, or even I, like a I think professional it's a win teams, like professional like NFL and like baseball teams that tweeted out things like "We're going ham on the core today." Yeah, like, they kept they kept doing that. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, <laughs> that that helped, I think. It's and bear yeah. in mind that a lot of uh, athletes also play video games, so yeah. the, there was yeah. a lot of crossover there anyway. And I think a lot of the athletes get it, and then mm -hmm. as a result, a lot of their well, fans started to get it. And a lot of a lot of athletes are like sort of in our generation too that's yeah. true like yeah. the current at, uh, athletes right now kurt schilling the guy that made the kingdom of amalur kingdom and, then of oh, yeah, yeah. and then went bankrupt like, yeah yeah. Um, yeah that's maybe not I mean, the best example but <laughs> but i mean he's still a guy that like loves games and like wanted to make his own yeah. game and like use his money he made from that yeah, to try who's to the guy this, isn't this there is a football a player who was being interviewed and they were like now that you've won, what are you going to do? And he was like, I'm going to sit in my hotel room and play Pokemon. <laughs> I was like, yeah. There's a, uh, if I, I there is a basketball player that plays Dota. Uh, 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 Jeremy Lin, is he a basketball player? I don't watch Yeah, sports. Jeremy Lin's yeah. a basketball player. Yeah, he yeah, plays man. Dota. Uh, and I know yeah. there was a guy who used to play StarCraft as well and things like that. Um, yeah, so I don't mind it being there. I think a lot of people were annoyed that it, it was actually the gamers that were annoyed it was on ESPN because they couldn't watch yeah. it. They had to watch <laughs> yeah. the tape-delayed yeah. version later on on Twitch. And people are used to being able to get access to tournaments on Twitch, so blocking it off from Twitch was probably a pretty stupid idea. But in terms yeah. of mainstream acceptance, it probably did quite a lot for it. Yeah, because, like, not to take it in a political zone again, but we've talked a lot about how, you know, we currently are in the same place that movies used to be in, where when there's something wrong games get blamed for it for yeah. whatever reason yeah. and the like, only way this sick film yeah you know? the only way that we're gonna pull out of that is 
for people to see what it is that we do and what it is that we care about and realize that it's not like a you know it's not just like all games about filth and trash it's just like i don't know yeah i mean it's it's weird because a lot of games are about killing people which i think is probably like the big disconnect but really <laughs> Like, the, the best way to view it is, it's like, especially with a game like Heroes of the Storm, it's like, oh, well, actually, it's just like, it's like about, you might, you, you're tackling a minion, you know, you're tackling a hero. It's pretty much the same principle. It's just yeah. in this fantasy world, you are knocking, you, you're knocking them out for 30 seconds and they come back, you know? So I'll I never I, forget when I was a kid playing Mortal Kombat with my brother and my mom was like, don't you think that it's, you know, not good for her to be playing a game where, you know, like girls are getting beaten up? And my brother was like, think of it as equal opportunities. <laughs> there are men and women beating each other up. And oh, my mom was like, okay. Don't get me started on that issue. You know, it's, I'm still trying to figure out how exactly we make games not sexist. Because apparently if we do beat up and kill women, that's sexist. But if we don't do that, then we're excluding them. So that's also <laughs> sexist. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah. As long as as long as games are actually trying to mimic reality, the only way to make games not sexist is to make reality not sexist. Bingo. So focus on that first. Get yeah. get reality yeah. fixed, then the games will. Well, the games won't follow if the games are set in a past time. I mean, you can't have a game set in you know a few hundred years ago and pretend everything was hunky dory. It's just oh not. well, you can't you can't say that. I mean, the the developers of um, Kingdom Come got in a lot of trouble. Uh, because apparently, because they they are creating like a, a fairly historical game, yeah, and it's set in kind of Eastern Europe, and they got complaint uh, because there were no black characters in the game. It's like, well, there oh, wouldn't oh, be, oh. Yeah. there no, wouldn't yeah. be. Just, no, like, yeah. that's you don't seem to understand. Like at that time, there wouldn't be. So, all right, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, the, the idea that you know, as as uh, a society moves along, so will uh, entertainment. Yeah, it's it, it's I like mean, the it's... it's chicken and the egg. It's, some people argue games affect how we act in real life. I say games reflect society's general preferences at the time. Yeah. And I you know, as a result... I don't think that... The, and of course, there is absolutely nothing wrong with saying, like, this is a thing in the game that I disagree with. Sure. But, like... Please do it without said... threatening to bomb the office of the place. <laughs> yeah, that would that. be good. Um, but, I mean, there is... We've said it a million times that... Sometimes we get hung up on things in a game when we could be putting that effort into really important things happening in the real world. Real stuff you know? rather yeah. than fantasy. That are directly connected. Mm, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm cool with that. It's, it's all just like the blame cause effect thing. Like, well, this person shot somewhere up, but they played Call of Duty. It's like, well, they were a violent person, so they probably like oh. violent... Video the games. fact that that's even still an issue after like a hundred plus <laughs> studies all saying that video games don't cause violence. I mean, we had one recently in Germany that said it doesn't cause sexism in adolescence either. You know, that's yeah. a study that's been, that's out, that's a scientific study. So it's like, well, I mean, what more is there to debate really? Like if you want better representation in games, cool, I'm 100% behind you. Could we not threaten people to get it? Could and we not? A violent person also ate macaroni and cheese. Could have <laughs> made him go crazy. Could have. He watched Tom and Jerry as a child. <laughs> oh my! If any Tom was going to convince you to be violent, Tom and Jerry would do it. They couldn't even put out it. Tom and Jerry in its current form these days. That's the most I watched well, that growing up. I did too. Actually, that's isn't it? Doesn't that have quite a few racist stereotypes? Now it in does. It? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, what I you know, what I really well, liked. 
they put they put warnings on it and said, look, w- instead of pretending this never happened, we're going to present this in its original form, and we ask you to take it in the context of the time it was created, which I think is a much better than trying to erase that part of because it's part of culture, yeah. it's part of yeah. history, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we're well aware there were racist stereotypes in old cartoons, and it sucks. But trying to erase it from history means we just forget, which yeah. doesn't sound good at all. You know, those who yeah. forget history are, you know, damned Doom to repeat, to repeat it. it. Doom to yep. repeat it. That's the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes me think of the, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the Dam Busters movie. A long time ago. Very long time do ago. You, do you remember the name of the dog of the hero? I well, do not. Well, I'll let you look it up. And uh, okay. that movie's still going, no. but it's one of those... Uh, you know, I'm gonna look it you up don't want to say it. Okay, Dan Buster's uh. dog. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. wow. Um, right. Uh, yes. So, uh-huh. <laughs> look, let's just all look it up. Nobody has to say it. We'll just time. all look it up. Different, different time. time. Different time. Yeah. Different yeah. time. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shit. No oh sidestepping there. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yep. so what do you do? If, if you were going to remake the Dambusters, what would you do? It's oh, God, a, I just uh, silenced them all. Tough I call, isn't it? Them all. Well, it's a tough call. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, would, I would side with if it's well, historically accurate and you want to make a film that's historically accurate, keeping it. Yeah. You know, and, and again, just ask people to take it in context. It's like also, it's like pretending that's there's there was not, um sorry Dodger go ahead. All I was gonna say is you're not you're not saying that you want to erase that that ever happened in the original. I don't think that there's anything wrong with like if you were to remake the movie like changing the name of the dog, but like <laughs> if in the future people were to you know like censor in a new name <laughs> like <laughs> they named it. N word the dog. N word the dog. Oh God! <laughs> Come here, N word. <laughs> I mean, when you watch a movie like that, a movie that is like, at least from the perspective of the Allies, heroic, it it puts it into perspective. You know, the time you're looking at, and yeah. I think games can do that. If you if you've got a game and it's set in a period where, you know, that that sort of thing was happening, it's odd if you remove it. It's almost I think you actually do a disservice to to history itself i think you i think you take games less seriously as an art form if you think that you've got to kind of neuter the historical context of them if they happen to be a historical game that mark Twain book what was it the tom sawyer how people wanted it banned because it had that in it banning books don't it's like you want to burn them next don't get me started (laughs) on that but there's uh, what was it damn it's it slipped my mind oh it's yeah it's gone never mind um I think I think there's no harm if you're creating like a fantasy universe, you know, do whatever you want with it. I think there's uh, there are ways and means that you can do that in a way that you know doesn't upset people, but I think there's there there are of course people that just get upset over practically nothing. Uh, and and I think we have to accept well, that that is the case. I also feel like a lot of people don't take they don't take into consideration the fact that time is very important. Like we're starting to see things change. We're starting to see mm-hmm. things that are very progressive. We're seeing better representation for all sorts of demographics. Sure. Um, and it's it's great. It's great to see when it's when it's done well and you and you just when it's like not love shoehorned. Something. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> like it's it's really it's really exciting to see. Um, but like 
we're still we're still working on you know progressing there. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know you can't. Yeah. You can't force it. It's got to it's got to come at its own pace and it's got to come naturally from artistic expression and understanding. What yeah. what I hate is when it's like no you've got to put this in the game. It's like well no you now you're infringing on artistic freedom. It's like yeah. if they didn't put it in there in the first place they probably had a reason for that, and you kind of got to accept that they might have had a reason for that. It's yeah. like current controversy is they have an all male party for Final Fantasy 15 and apparently that's a bad thing. Like is it? Is it really? I I thought the explanation that they came up with was reasonable. Obviously like uh, maybe a lot of it's lost in translation but they said look if there was a female in the group it would change the dynamic of the group and that's not the dynamic we were going for. And mm. they're correct. It does change yeah, the dynamic I, of the group. I mm. think that that's true. I think if you were to say it wouldn't change the dynamic that would be a lie. Well yeah, <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> you can be you can be disappointed yeah. that they decided not to put a girl in there, mm-hmm. but to say that what what their explanation is is incorrect is not true. Yeah, they could have very easily put in like an all female cast and been like, "That's well, what they we were did. Going it was for. called Final Fantasy X too." Oh, well, there you go. That they did. That. <laughs> it's like the same thing. And here, here, here's the annoying point that I get about that game. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. For <laughs> for some reason, people think like, "Oh, damn! It's got an all male cast. That means it'll only be played by males." It's Final Fucking Fantasy. And they're attractive males. <laughs> Who the hell do you think plays that? <laughs> you know? A lot of females play that. A lot and let's of be fe- honest. Uh, the female sit in that game is entirely eye candy. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Just, I'm not going to dispute lit- that. It was stupid. It was dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's like the worst. <laughs> yeah. but, I, I, uh, I will absolutely not dispute that without question. Do you know um, there have been complaints that The Witcher 3 doesn't have a female main character? Which there, makes there no sense because it only has one male, one main character. Really, it has only. Well, actually, you can actually play. There's a and, brief period you play a female character in the game, but she's mm-hmm. not the main. But there were people who were actually oh, God. claiming that CD Projekt Red were sexist because yeah, of they, they were. didn't give you the option to play a female. <laughs> I feel getter. like the only. It's, no, it's the not only Dragon person... Age. You don't create your own character in Witcher. That's you are playing what I was Geralt. Say. You're, yeah. playing, that you're playing you... Geralt. The only yeah. way that you can complain about that is if you know literally nothing about the Witcher series. Mm. Well, that's if you the don't sort of realize that, the most, like, isn't it? You, yeah, of course, you know like, the people, people that don't know a lot about video games. Things. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, no doubt about that. It's yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. As a person who knows pretty much nothing about the Witcher except like the very basic points, um, I, I was immediately enthralled with the story. And I, I really love playing Geralt. So, because there, there's a lot of history there, right? What would be the point of having a Witcher game where they're like, you get to create a character, Geralt's there sometimes. Like, no, that doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. There are, <laughs> not every game is about playing a... And I've, I find this a lot with, uh, with certain kinds of media. I, I believe it was the oatmeal that described it best about Twilight. The, 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 there is no main character in Twilight. Twilight's main character is called Trousers. She's called trousers because it's called you, the, the reader, because <laughs> the reader puts them on. I think uh, Mary Sue is another term that people use to describe that concept. Yeah, a Mary, what, a Mary Sue is a term for like somebody who, from the author's perspective, can just do whatever it needs to be done for everything else in the story to go their way. <laughs> yeah, and it's and a lot of these like pieces of fiction are designed in such a way that it become it becomes self-insertion. You know. And that's not how everything works. Not every game is like that. A lot of games are. 
I think it was uh, statistically, they did a study on this and they found that actually the majority of games are gender neutral. Either the characters aren't, don't have a gender at all, like, I don't know, they're a, they're a hedgehog or whatever. Or you can pick one of the two or the game doesn't actually have characters in whatsoever. They found the majority of games are gender neutral. So not every game has to be, you've got, you could create any character you want. No, there are certain games where that works. There are certain games where it does not. And you have to respect that. Mm-hmm. And there are some games where it's going to work. And the fact of the matter is like they've written a male character and he's a male character. And there's some games that you've written a female character and it's a female character. And you just have to live with that because yeah. that's the, well, uh, that's some the artistic vision. <laughs> no, they won't. No. And I, I worry about those people because I have, it's like, if you can't distinguish fantasy from reality and you can't play as someone that's not you, then I find it a little difficult to believe that you're really interested in being super inclusive and everything. Like, put yourself in someone else's shoes. I don't mind playing Lara Croft. I'm not a woman, but I don't mind playing Lara Croft. I mean, why would I? I don't mind playing a female fighting game character. Why would I? Uh, it's, it's not a problem. Why is, why is there a problem with right. that? I you play Ripley in Alien Isolation. You don't, you don't start complaining that you can't play... Yeah. I can't think a, of a, a male, male character. character. I don't know. Uh, ripped, Dallas. ripped the male character with the big <laughs> muscles. Rah, I'm Space Marine. Flexor yeah. McMuscles. Oh, uh, God, yes, I always indeed. like to play Flexor McMuscles. <laughs> wow. Space Marine McHunk <laughs> face is his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I just, like, I, I stand by the same thing that I always say, which is if you have a problem with it and it goes against our opinion, that's totally fine. Don't play the game. Don't give your money to the company. If you yeah. like legitimately have a huge problem with it, feel free to voice your opinion and not play the game. But like, uh, try not you know, to threaten them. Don't, don't expect them to change the game to suit you. Because mm, yeah. <laughs> it's that the is, ones who stop is... you playing it that annoy me. Yeah. We don't like the game, so you're not allowed to play it. Or just want to change some aspect of it. And it's like, all right, well, we're going to cave to that. It's like, yeah, but what about the majority of people that didn't have a problem with it? And now you've changed their game. It's like, you don't speak yeah. for them. Yeah. And and then when you get to, down to threatening people and sh- publicly shaming, then I'm going to have no tolerance for that. Absolutely Remember when not. we were going to talk about mods? Uh, let's talk about mods. <laughs> well, hey, there's a, it, it links up quite nicely because the modding thing has got a lot of, you know, there's been a lot yes, of public shaming, things. a lot of yeah. threats have gone on with the modding thing. So yeah. let's dive into that as kind of our big meaty topic and then we'll wrap the show up. So we brought Gopher on for kind of this, you know, his perspective on this because obviously... Yeah done mods, created mods, done videos about mods, knows a lot about the modding scene in general. So for those who don't know, if you've been living under a rock for the past week, Valve uh-huh. decided to introduce a paid modding system for Skyrim, whereby I believe there were 19 mods that they released that cost money. And you could either, for some of them, you could pay what you want, but there was a minimum. And for others, you just had to pay what they said. And there was a huge backlash, massive, massive backlash, probably the biggest backlash I've seen in a long time when it comes to games. And the system was a few days ago pulled by Valve and Bethesda. And we don't know, we don't know if it's ever coming back, basically. And there's been a lot of discussion from it. And there's also been a lot of very vitriolic discussion. People got really, really angry about this. I'd like to go for. I'd like. I'd like to just hear your perspective on it. Like before we dive into the whole thing. Oh, I can refill my glass of whiskey. I think. <laughs> Indeed. This, I? <laughs> really. It's like. Um. Get a bunch of painkillers yeah. and some whiskey so we can dive into this topic. Oh, this. This was. Uh, yeah, it was a disaster. Uh, it, I mean, I'm. I'm not one of these people who's against the idea or the concept of mod makers 
being able to create mods for sale, but I think Valve just completely dropped the ball. So did Bethesda. And yep. whilst I'd like to say I am horribly surprised, I'm afraid I'm not. Uh, <laughs> they they made a disaster when they released the workshop, in my opinion, when, even when it was free. They, they obviously, well, my first instinct was they hadn't talked to any mod people. They, they didn't, they'd not spoken to anyone in the community. But what I'm getting now is the, that they did speak to them. They just bloody ignored them. And they've done the same this time, only this was a subject that they really, really should have paid attention to because, as I said, I'm not against the concept, but no. the way they released this was terrible. The system they used is terrible. And absolutely everybody who knows anything about modding knew it was not going to go down well. Of they course. knew it. And um, even if you and, didn't know much about modding, I think you would have said, oh, there's a $3 sword here. People are not going to like that. Right. We remember any, any... horse armor. <laughs> well, apparently Valve and Bethesda forgot. Uh -huh. um, and it's, it, it, I'm, I'm semi-glad that they removed it, but I'm also, there's a side of me wishing they'd kept it up because I was predicting that it was not going to work. I was telling everyone, stop panicking, stop talking about the end of modding as we know it. It's There's going to be a few weeks where everyone's excited, a few people are going to buy mods, and then it's going to get flooded with tons of mods, and all of a sudden the mod authors are going to find they're making pittance. They're yeah, going to be nothing. making really nothing, and they're going to be faced with the choice of release my mod and make a hundred dollars if I'm lucky because if you don't make the hundred you don't even get it or release it to free uh, for free and people will you know endorse it download it and I have to tell you now a lot of mod authors are in it just for the kudos you know the yes of course because yeah. right? what and, else they can't uh, be they couldn't until this point be in it for anything else I wonder the, the, I mean I call this return on investment I mean, mod authors have got different they expect different returns mm -hmm. a lot of them want you know, the adoration of the masses. Sure. Some of them don't even do that. There are plenty of mod authors who make mods purely and simply because it, it, they wonder if they can. Something right. bugs them. They release the mod and then they disappear. They, they you know, there's, there's, there's one mod author who made some of the best animations in Fallout New Vegas, released it and then just kind of disappeared. It's, it's, he's done what he wanted. He's got the return on the time he's put into to this mod. Yeah. And... You know, the the whole idea of selling a mod is just a, a new return on investment. But the, the the problem I had with the entire system was value. The the mods that went up, and, and I hate saying this because I do not like talking badly about mod authors, mm -hmm. but they weren't worth what they were asking for. You know, I think um, that's that's totally fair criticism to make. I really do. Once 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 they put them up, even things like wet and cold, which I, I think is brilliant. Uh, wet and cold, the, the mods like that that I love, the asking price was $5. And in my opinion, that's $5 is a lot of money to ask for DLC. And I, I think, you know, you had a value problem there. But I think the biggest problem and the biggest mistake Valve and Steam made with this is not understanding that the, the, the added value concept. One of the things that when you change something, people need to think, oh, this change is adding value to my thing, whatever it is I like. 
And people did not look at this change and think this makes things better. They, they, they saw it taking value away. Mm-hmm. Now, I came up with a bunch of suggestions in some podcasts where they could have released this system in a way where people saw they'd lost nothing and maybe gained something. But they didn't do that. They, they just literally released a system where people were looking at it thinking, wait a minute, yesterday I got all this for free, now I have to pay money for it. Where's the advantage for me? And and it's as simple as that. I mean, people keep using the word entitled, and I hate that word. It's a, it's I just think word. The, Too many connotations. Right. And they've been throwing it both sides. I just think the people who use mods were taking it for granted. They took it for granted that they could have mods and have it for free. But that's natural. That's what you know, you, you heard the whole story about CD Projekt Red and um, how they got into selling games after the Soviet, the, the as Poland was free of the Soviet Union. Soviet Union, yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody, nobody there was used to buying games. There was no such thing as copyright, and everybody just copied games from friends. And the concept of buying games apparently was a bit alien. They were not yes. used to it. And so mm-hmm. CD Projekt Red said, we're going to start selling games. But instead of just saying, right, no, you have to pay for them from now on. That's it. They added things to the boxes. They added, you know, trinkets, maps, what all the usual things you get in box sets and sold it on the added value. Valve should have done that. And they didn't. They just assumed they could. Go on. What sort of added value do you think they could have added? Like what would have made it worth it? What if that's, that is a tough one. The first I have an thing, idea on this one, but by all means. I mean, the, the, they could have hired some big teams or organized some big teams of modders to come up with something new, something that had not been seen before, something on the, on the size of Falscar. Or, and this was one suggestion I came up with, um, there's a series, There's a lot of mods that add kind of realism to the game. There's this mod called Frostfall, which was one of the contentious ones. Wet and cold, which makes the world look and actually, you know, so when you breathed, you could actually see air condensing, the, the vapor oh, condensing cool. from your breath. Lots of little things. Footprints. So you get footprints in the snow. Loads of these mods that are free, maybe they could have combined them into one mod the, the a bunch of mod authors combine them into one mod and sold it as a, a, a mega mod of all the of weather these pack or something something like this right yeah but left all the individual mods up for free and they just released this paid version as a it's combined it's easier to install so it's you're not taking the existing mods away but if you if you just don't want to mess around load in seven or eight different mods and getting the patches working together and sorting your load order and doing all that, you just click on this, you can buy it for $5 or whatever, and you'll get it. And it'll it'll be one single file, dead easy. You've now added value without taking value from anyone else. Now, I know some people would still complain just on principle, but they've not lost anything. As long as you keep agreeing that the individual mods are free and you'll keep them up to date, You've got an added value. You, you, I could, I could sell that to people. I think I could sell that. What's well, like the? To, uh, it's like if you go to the grocery store and you buy like a cut up onion so that you don't have to cut it up yourself, and you're like, oh, well, I'll right. pay an extra two dollars. Yeah, have to you know, I, I sometimes buy like the home will do a selection of um, kind of pre cooked meats that are kind of in different sources. I can yeah. do that myself, 
but I can't be You're asked for sometimes. I'm paying for the convenience. Right. And, and the, There is a counterpoint. Someone in your chat has just said, then you'll get mod authors deliberately making their mod hard to install and then making an easy version you on the could, thing. But and, like and the re that. what about like you tank your own reputation though? Like why would exactly. you want to do that? Yeah. I think in the end is it, it 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 comes down to generating trust. And if a mod author does something to screw that trust, then then that's his uh, problem. And he will be drummed out of the market. But you had to start with the trust, the concept, the system had to build the trust of what is a big community. And let's face it, the gaming community as a whole is currently not in the mood for anything. Fucked around. When the yeah. subject of money comes up. And I mean, you, you talked to Robin and uh, Brumbeck. You talked yes, to I them. Did. In great detail. And Robin got it absolutely perfect. The first thing I said in, in my podcast was transparency. Tell them what you're thinking. Tell the community what you're thinking. Get their opinion. Ask them how they would do it. Ask them for ways in which it might add value. And work with them over a long period. Consult, so they, consult, yeah, consult. I Absolutely. I don't understand why, why they wouldn't trust the opinion of the modding community too. Because it's like, look, they can go along with what you guys are saying and just like you know try to make a bunch of money off of it but if if they're you know putting together really sound ideas for hey this isn't going to go over well because of x y and z maybe listen you know <laughs> well i well, think what they thought it so. was is like uh they saw how popular dlc is and they're like well right. what if we have the mod people kind of make like dlc and then we get like we profit get cut. from it yeah, outsourcing DLC. Some people did think it was about outsourcing DLC. The, here's the biggest problem I've got with it, and this is something that was brought up in the discussion that we had with uh, Brumbeck and uh, with Robin from Nexus Mods, is that Bethesda's one condition for this was that there would be no curation. That's the exact oh. opposite of what they should oh, have right. done. Here's how you add value, right? Because they, he was telling me that apparently all the guys who made mods for this system had 45 days to do it in, to come up with something. Not nowhere near enough time to create anything of value. But more to the point, they had no aid whatsoever from Bethesda or Valve in making the mods. Here's what you do. You get your talented modders, you get your teams together, you think about, all right, let's make a mega mod, but let's get some professional assets. Let's maybe have Bethesda create some assets for the mods that are of professional quality. Like, let's, um, yeah. for instance, voice acting. That's a great example. Voice acting. Yeah. Terrible in mods most of the time. Let's see if we can leverage some it's of Bethesda's resources. It, it, it yeah, is, I'm sure. I, Absolutely. Some, I'm going to say some mods now are actually getting to the point where you, you can hear some serious voice acting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, you know, defending, I think it's one of the hardest things community to do, here, right? I know. Yeah, it's, well, it's it is, definitely a yeah. hard thing to do. It is. I mean, you've, you've got to find people who've got the, the right equipment. I mean, you can actually get some pretty good voice acting in these mods, but the microphone quality is obviously poor. Yes, but there are and inconsistent. Yeah. More to the point, like they're, they're, the... everyone uses different microphones. So, but as happens. I keep pointing out, that's true of the base game. I mean, I'm a uh, fan of Skyrim, but there are some points where you think to yourself the sound quality on that voice wasn't good, and mm -hmm. the voice acting yeah. wasn't yeah. top either. Um, yeah, I just played a mod called Helgen Reborn, which is a brilliant quest mod for Skyrim. And at least half of the voice acting in that is absolutely superb. At least as good as the base game. And the rest of it's 
comparable. Again, you are suffering from the, the bad mic quality in some of those, but some of them have just got really good mics and their lines were great and it was just really yeah. well delivered. So, you know, I know I'm defending the, the, the modern community a little here, but we actually, we're seeing some better and better Quest mods now that, that maybe they're not as polished as official DLC and hence will not be selling for $20, but that I'd pay $5 for. Mm. I mean, there I are some of them that I'd pay it. Yeah, so. yeah. I think the the point is that these guys wanted to make some money off mods, this being Valve and Bethesda, and didn't want to invest anything in doing it. Uh, some people in right. chat saying, oh, it's unreasonable to think that a company would give their voice actors away for free. No, the point is, if you're going to set up a system like this and you want it to work, you've got to actually spend money to make money. Yeah, Put some yeah. damn money into it. Like I said, get some of your talent that's in your studio working with the modders to create something that's really new and something that's really premium quality. Talk about yeah. optimization. Uh, talk about compatibility. Uh, get some professional guys helping out here. If they're taking 45%, which is what they would, and then 30%, which is what Valve was taking, I expect them to put some fucking money up front for it. Invest in that system to make it work properly. But they didn't. They slapdashed it, they half-assed it, and they said, we're not going to curate it. So I'm like, well, why the right. fuck do you deserve money then? You're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't do this in a vacuum. I mean, that's when they created some of the mods for things like TF2, they did it in a vacuum. There, there was no, at least as far as I know, I think they set it There was nothing comparable. Right. Not at the Whereas, time, anyway. But here's the thing. Right. Those are free-to-play games. Like, a completely different business model. Also dude. true. Yeah, free-to-play multiplayer games. And most of that stuff is cosmetic. Not all of it. But the, here's the weird thing about that. The curation for those games is hugely strict. Like, some yeah. people say overly strict. So they're willing to curate that, but they're not willing to cu curate something much more controversial. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. backwards, that's and ridiculous. also much more complex. Yeah, I, true. I think that's. But I think that's why Bethesda did not want to get involved with the cur curation. Our modding scene is it is not a simple matter of a few swords and a few no, weapons. No, not at all. It is. You know, there are so many pitfalls. I, I think Bethesda so far have had the right attitude, which is, I tell you what, as long as you don't do anything that gets us into trouble, have fun. Here are the tools. They benefit yeah. from it. We obviously benefit from it. It's, it's mutually beneficial at the same time as they are reasonably safe as long as certain key things don't happen. And I think they were hoping to try and make some money at the same time as still keeping their hands completely clean and I'm afraid that's just not an option. Um, and it's, yeah. they're, they're acting as if the, the mods are very simple, very standalone, um, and sort of like complete creations all by themselves. But as, as Brumbeck said to you, the modding community is about sharing. And, you know, I mean, I've made God knows how many mods. I have used resources from three of, no, two or three authors, I believe. And people have asked my permission to use my mods and i've said yes and so it's kind of spread out in a, in a massive massive tree so nothing is simple mm -hmm. and yeah so, so they we had some people complain that the discussions that they've seen up to this point haven't taken the consumer perspective into account now i i i've kind of made the argument that i don't really find the consumer perspective to be that interesting because it seems to boil down to we like free things <laughs> which i understand i was, say. <laughs> I was like and that's nothing doesn't? wrong with who that doesn't? who the fuck I doesn't like free things for free and now it's not for free yeah i, I can understand why you're upset i'm not i'm not <laughs> invalidating your, the fact that you're upset about it but i 
can can anyone here kind of play i i'm not even going to say devil's advocate because we're all consumers as well this is what people seem to forget we're consumers too we buy games as well so can anyone kind of come up with some arguments from the consumer perspective that haven't already been covered because i think it's been covered pretty well uh incompatibility and bug problems uh patches breaking mods further down the line there being no refund policy like that that's really bad yeah. What yeah. else is there from a consumer standpoint that I think you know, goes up not only against the system, but is there an argument against paid mods as a principle? That's what I'm interested in knowing. Is there a reasonable argument yeah. against paid mods as a principle? Does that exist? You might I think, cannot think like, well, uh... as, as Okay, as a person who has never made a mod before, but uh, really loves mods, um, my my immediate concern was that people wouldn't be making as many anymore or that people wouldn't be quite as willing to sort of mess around because some people were going to be getting paid for them and then other people wouldn't be and there would be sort of like a, a strange ecosystem there i guess right but i mean what you're saying is uh, paid mods could be bad for the community uh, yeah. I, I think i think tb's question correct me if i'm wrong is is there anything intrinsically wrong with wrong paid mods? yeah can you argue it? against right. it on principle and here's the thing. I would say that the paid mods did run the risk of damaging our community. But from the point of view of the people making the paid mods and the people implementing it, no, they didn't do anything what I would call wrong, not morally wrong, not. But I mean, people right. were talking about you should not be allowed to earn money from mods. And every time I asked them, and they were like, "Because it's not a real job." And we oh all yeah, they got one. I think push them down a well up. for that. Yep. Right. And, no, and, I'm, but it, it's I'm totally willing real. to pay a mod for their work. Like, they're, all, they're yeah. making something. But the question but is, like... it comes down to the usual, you should not be able to do this, and it's backed up with a, because basically I don't think you should. It's always circular. Mm, but at the yeah. same time, just... It, 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 although there's no reason, moral reason, why they should not have added paid mods... At least the way they implemented it, there were plenty of business reasons Absolutely. that the involved should not and have you, done it. And the stupid thing is, you was... won't find anyone disagreeing with that. Like, if, nope. if pretty much everybody you speak to said the Valve implementation was fucking stupid, and there was a wide variety of reasons that were anti-consumer, like including the right. refund policy, the compatibility issues, the patching issues, the complete lack of curation. That's just a, a small selection of reasons why it was a and bad idea. Made... There may never be a good way to implement paid mods in at for least a single-player game. game. Maybe, yeah, there may be. I mean, for for the Bethesda games, say Skyrim or Fallout Four, please be Fallout Four in summertime. But you know, <laughs> there may never be a model that is actually a good idea for Bethesda and Valve to implement. I'm not sure they can come up with one that the community will embrace that will make them enough money to counter the effects of the negative the you know the bad will they will get and probable loss of sales on the main game i mean skyrim still sells why it's mods pretty much yeah. sure yeah. so you know i think i think from from a from a should you be able to yes should you do it well come up with a good system and ask me again and more to the point come up with a good game to do it with because people were not objecting to skins in Dota 2 or skins in CSGO, but they right. did object en masse to mods for a single-player game. I really have difficulty accepting paid mods with a single-player game unless you are willing to bring people on kind of to do contract work to actually do outsourced DLC. 
If you're willing to do but, that and provide official studio support and invest in it, I think you oh, can make you, an argument. Do you mean like, uh, if if a paid mod means that the company takes a cut? Well, yeah, but I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about basically contracting third party modders, essentially oh. like semi professionals, to create DLC, which is new. The problem with again with the system is that all of these mods were things we already had before. Like, it was right. all a bunch of stuff that we already had access to previously for free. They didn't create anything new that had any real value. Like you were saying they about Wet and no Cold. Wet and Co yeah. yeah, Wet and Cold was already out. We already oh, yeah. had that. But now you're asking us to pay for what was previously free, which is a I big even, problem. I even feel like something like uh, Steam badges wouldn't have really added the value necessary for people to care <laughs> no you didn't need to add a lot more than that like yeah even stuff like it needs Steam to be actual cards. content that affects yeah i mean that's play. It's junk you know it's you've got to because in principle you know the reason i like this in principle not only i like the fact that people get paid for their work because i believe everyone should but it's also about the idea of potentially elevating modder to a high modder, modding to a higher level where people can actually spend more time and actually go full time on this stuff and mm, right. you can do that if there's money involved this is the same principle that Blizzard was trying to do this when they released StarCraft 2, but they they never implemented it. They were going to do a paid premium arcade where you could sell certain premium maps for that game, and those maps would be like effectively brand new game modes. Like they were looking to incentivize the next Dota, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but they never did it because there's a they realized there was a minefield involving that absolute minefield, and Valve seems to have not paid attention to that and just barged in out of nowhere dropped a bombshell on everyone and said well pick up the pieces i'm like well no fuck you we're not gonna do that you just broke a bunch yeah. of stuff it's yeah i think uh, as you were saying in principle it's cool but the implementation of it is a nightmare yeah. i mean nightmare. Look, the, the, the here's the thing uh back when i was uh, at my most active modding i was spending so much time i mean this was before i was making youtube videos I was spending insane amounts of time on my mods. And I have to say, I would love to have done it even more, but I couldn't. I had to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I could have actually made a job of it, I might have tried. I might actually still be making mods. I might be, you know, have some super large mods out there now. Mm -hmm. So there are some potential pluses. There are some benefits, but it's how they manage them. So... Yeah. And they manage them. I think the, the, the terminology would be piss poorly. Indeed. <laughs> and there's there's all sorts of other things. Like once you start paying for a mod, there's a certain level of standards that you expect. And Valve had no interest in ever enforcing those standards. Literally their solution to this mod broke is ask politely for them to fix it. That was in the yeah. FAQ. That is a yeah. joke. That's a joke. <laughs> if you're paying for it, these modders become developers. You expect, you hold them to the standards of other pieces of paid content. You can't right, hold them yeah. to a lower standard because you're asking... I mean, God's sake, $5 mod, Skyrim is 5 bucks on a sale like every month. <laughs> well, then you could argue you could argue then that that is the mod maker's responsibility. It's his responsibility to provide support and maintenance. And if he doesn't, he will lose reputation. If he loses reputation, he'll lose sales. True, I mean, this but is... he's only taking 25% of the money and Valve and Bethesda are taking the lion's share, so they too have a responsibility, yeah. in my opinion, at that point. When we're talking about the split of money, I don't think I've found anyone who thinks it's a brilliant split. No. Um, and 
you know, I mean, you, as I have argued, 25% is better than nothing. So True. from a mod author point of view, it's it's kind of a plus. Mm-hmm. But from a PR perspective, once again, it's a disaster. Nobody wants to feel like they are paying, you know, all, they, no one wants to pay Bethesda and Valve. They just don't. Those two companies need to We already get paid them. We bought the game. Right. Yep. We, we don't want to so, pay you again. Um, do you think, Gopher, do you think that uh, that they should take another crack at this sort of an idea or should they just abandon it? For Skyrim, hell no. I mean, it's it's toxic now. And yeah. I would say if Fallout 4 is coming out in summer, and I suspect if it is, this is what they were actually gearing up for. Oh, they were, I have no doubt. It was a test for that. Yeah. Please don't. Right. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it because it's toxic now. If if they release this and they are, at the same time they release paid mods day one, it will impact their sales. People will just go, oh, well, you know, there will be a lot of anger. There, mm-hmm. there will be a lot of resentment. And you don't want that when you launch your game. If right. they bring it in two or three years down the line in Fallout 4, but again you know, they involve the community and come up with a system, and I'm sure they will eventually. If they do it right, yes, they can do it, but they really should do it somewhere down the line when people have relaxed a little and regain their trust. I'm not saying they will do that because, you know, if if someone can do something stupid, there's a fairly good chance they're going to. And <laughs> I'm I'm kind of... I'm half and half on this. I'm hoping they've learned the lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm worried they haven't. Yeah, they they probably haven't. And <gasps> honestly, it, it was the wrong game. I really like for a single player game. I yeah. can't see, I can't see it ever working, without it being an official. Like, hey, we've got third party DLC, and we literally bankrolled this modded development team to make this thing that they couldn't make on their own. Right. That's or, or, the only way to do it, in my opinion. You know, if there could, I mean, there's there's a, there's a whole heap of ways you could actually get this to work. For example, if if the if people had to buy a license from you to make mods, and that license was substantial, let's say you to to, to make money off the Bethesda mods, you needed to buy a I don't know five hundred dollar license. Buys that though. Well, well, I don't know, because it would have to be a big team that are absolutely confident that they can make their money back. Bethesda then get a small cut of the mod, like 10%, but they get an initial... The initial outlay is not there to make Bethesda money, but is there really to only attract people who believe they can make the mod seriously. Um, something like that. Again, I mean, that's just a random idea. before everyone sure does a, a Kickstarter to get their fucking <laughs> license Right, well, well, maybe, but... But at least at that point, you've got some kind of, well, the community got behind the Kickstarter and paid for it. And I'm sure there are a billion pitfalls probably already appearing in both sure. of our chats right now. Of course. Uh, but it's just random ideas. But this is the sort of conversation Bethesda and Valve need to have with the community. Throw ideas backwards and forwards and then listen to what the response is. Yeah. yeah. So. Very true. Oh, well, I thought I, it would I, be like seventy-five, twenty-five, but like for the modder, like yeah, that seems like it makes work. sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, be, that would be nice. Even but, YouTube you know, isn't yeah. that unreasonable, and they yeah. run the platform, yeah. and we get to upload yeah. videos for free, and we still get the lion's share of the money. So you yeah. know, if, if Google can bloody well do it, you guys can. Come on, 
Oh, and if, when it comes to mods, you are literally selling more copies of the game by having a thriving modding scene. There's a reason why Skyrim keeps selling. There's a reason why Skyrim has such a large user base to this day, even though it's a three-year-old game. Modding. And, Absolutely. Know, let's not even talk about the fact that some of the most popular games in the world, League of Legends and Dota, came from mods. You know, Counter-Strike yeah. came from a mod. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I still, on principle, cannot come up with a reason on principle from the consumer's perspective other than we like free shit. And I'm cool with that. But the uh, the system, there's a billion and one reasons. The thing is, we've covered them right. all. You know, we've done them to death. Yeah. We've already covered why this is bad. Yep. Facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, that about wraps up the show then. We could do releases, but it's already Saturday. I feel that that kind yeah. of defeats the point of the exercise. We might as well wait until Tuesday. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. You know, because half of these games are already out anyway. So there you go. All right. Well, thank you very much for watching the show, folks. Very much appreciate. Before we go, we'd love to give you the opportunity to let us not have a real job by watching our channels. So go Yay. for. Why don't you tell us uh, what's coming up on your channel? What can people watch if they go there? Um, well, what is coming up at the moment is more Witcher 2 and, of course, my Fallout New Vegas Let's Play with Jack, uh, who is uh, the, the main character and uh, probably not one you should use as a role model. My viewers will know why. Um, I um, will be doing, obviously, a lot of videos regarding Witcher 3 and if, if it becomes moddable, probably an awful lot of tutorials and showcases for those type of mods. Uh, of course, I will be streaming over on my Twitch channel various random games gifted to me by people who want to annoy me, apparently. So <laughs> they, they, Suffer like they're even idiot. saying that in my chat. They're saying that in my chat. We do this because we enjoy <laughs> At least they're being pain. honest about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that, then I think that is about it. Fantastic. Dodger, what's coming up with the channel this week? What's going on? uh what up guys well i'm moving into the new office so we should be getting all all sorted and situated if there's a blip in content or things seem a little bit off that's why that's why things were a little bit off last mm -hmm. week as well um but yeah same old we got news we got butt touching games we got all all those things that you guys like and uh if you'd like to check out my channel this is the name of it press hard to continue and I stream on twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus. And hopefully I will be streaming more now that I have an office and whatnot. So that's super exciting. And on all the social medias, I'm at dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. So come hang out. Wunderbar. Grendel, what's going up? Uh, let's see. Well, on youtube.com slash wowcrandor, uh, you can see uh, me be bad at Hearthstone. Uh, you can see I've been making pointless top tens, which are fun, which is where I make pointless top ten lists about random things in WoW, such as trees or rocks. They're actually fairly popular. With For the some kids. reason. <laughs> uh, we also got uh, just a variety of stuff. I kind of just do what I want. I'm like, I want to play a thing. I'm also working on like a big uh, WoW machinima series that I've been writing. It's like 30 pages long and... I've been writing it for like a year, and now I'm finally starting it to starting to do it. So it's like all those machinima things that happened back in the the olden days that were like series and had multiple episodes. But I'm bringing it back because yeah. I can do that because I got nothing else to do. 
Okay. And uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash Crendor where I'll stream random games like me playing League of Legends rank mode or playing Reign of Kings with Sam or playing uh, Freestyle 2 Basketball with Sam and various other things. Or you can go to twitter.com slash rockcrendor and follow me there. All right. Things will be. Let's see. What uh, what am I doing? I don't know stuff. I, I, I'm gonna have a plan for next week. I'm gonna be honest. It it'll just be whatever <laughs> games happen to cross my desk and actually seem interesting. I'm looking at Chroma Squad right now, which is apparently a tactics RPG involving Power Ranger clones. So I'm gonna look at that. Seems kind of interesting in some way. There'll be content patch if there's good news. There'll be content patch if there's bad news. There'll be videos of some description. I you know whatever. It's. <laughs> And I, don't ha- I, I just don't have a plan this week, I'm going to be honest. I just don't have a plan. What I will tell you is that in 1 hour 45 minutes, there will be a clan war over on MLG.tv slash Shoutcraft. I'm going to be streaming StarCraft 2. It's that evil esports that Mr. Coward doesn't like. <laughs> He's going to go shoot himself in the head, apparently, so he says. He's going to put a gun in his mouth. He said it, not me. He's got nothing I to got the me. platinum in StarCraft once. Wow. That's not, a, that's not bad. That puts you above average, that does. That's good. Yay! Yeah. MLG.tv slash Shoutcraft is where it is, because MLG TV sponsors the event. That is going to be in one hour, 45 minutes. And it's going to be the Australians taking on Startail from Korea. So it should be pretty fun. I think I'll be co-casting that with Mr. Jeff in Control Robinson, who is an alumni of the show. He's been on here before. He's good. Yes, in Control should be joining me today, I believe. He hasn't said otherwise, so hopefully he will be. Thanks a lot for watching, guys. Very much appreciated. Thanks for watching the Co-Optional Podcast. And big thanks to our sponsor today, which is Crunchyroll. Check out crunchyroll.com slash totalbiscuit to sign up for a free 30-day premium trial and watch anime. Watch all the animes. Watch as much anime as humanly possible. All right, folks, thank you very much for watching. And big thanks to our special guest today, Gophers Vids. Head over to his channel, youtube.com slash Gophers Vids, if you wish to subscribe. Thank you very much, folks, and we'll see you next time. Good night. Bye.